Today's episode number 57, podcast right. episode 57. Who was it? With Sauce and Sapala. Sapala. Saucy. It's been an interesting, uh, busy week, to say the least. Yeah. It's been crazy back to back to back <laughs> to back. Speaking of backs, how you feeling? How's your back? Sapala's got a back issue. Well, Sapala's got a back What's going issue on here? because of squats you were doing yesterday with the belt. Messed up. Redcon 1 Gym, appreciate you guys at Bell Squat Machine, but I was on the floor for majority of the time there. I got to go to Redcon. He reached out to me, and then Did I got he? a call from Bernard Carrick saying, when are you going to go to Redcon 1? So I think Bernard's coming next week. Is he coming next week? I think he's scheduled to come. Bernard, is he scheduled next week or no? Okay, so when we do, he's going to be here, and then we're going to go pay a visit to Redcon 1. I hear nothing but good things about what Singerman set up over there with his gym. Is Constantly it? hear about good, good, good things Great about environment. his gym. Great environment. We, now we understand why Sapala's back is a little iffy right now. <laughs> He had a nice little uh, massage late last <laughs> night. Try to get him back in the group. But why is your back hurting? Stand, You've been working hard, baby. Standing 16 hard. straight hours Let's talking with that. the SLS that we had. It was a great event we Let's hosted at the it. Breakers. The world. It was phenomenal. We had a great time. We had people came yeah. up from all over the place, all over the world, and yeah, spend a day and a half with them, so, you know, finding out where they're at with their businesses. But it was mm-hmm. great. We had a good time. Fantastic I time. I got to tell you. I got to give you a quick shout-out. Tell me. Quick shout-out. So, you know, I've been in Valuetainment for a year. I've known you for going on nine years now. Um, I've seen you speak. I've seen you speak publicly, um, but never in a setting like this. Meaning, like obviously, we do the podcast together. Yeah, we do episodes together. We, you know, shoot the shit. Everything. I've seen you, but I've never seen you because of the pandemic in the last year. You haven't had the opportunity to speak mm-hmm. in front of crowds. I got to tell you, man, super impressive. The we way that you time. interact, like what what's awesome is like anyone can kind of deliver a speech. All right, you have your PowerPoint, we're next page, let's go. Uh, you know, a lot of people are good at that. Obviously, you're good at that. But it's the Q&A, the dialogue, the reading the room, the, you know, all right, cool, what's your issue? And then processing the issue, breaking it down. When you, there's no notes, there's nothing to check your references. You just, you talk to like something. I mean, I can give you a bunch of different references, but the one Asian lady... Uh, the, the, the millionaire, the, the one in the, the back that's crushing She makes $811,000 yeah. yeah. and she wants to get to a million. Yep. Yeah. And you broke her down. Yeah. And you essentially diagnosed her that you're like, look, you're a great salesperson. Maybe you're not a great sales leader. Lack and she, patience. And she actually admitted it in the end. Yeah. But stuff like that is what I'm saying is that it, that's beyond the PowerPoint presentation. So. Yeah, and, and to Not point, impressive. What, 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 I, what I got away from the SLS conference, number one, how you marketed it. It was complete by word of mouth. There's no advertising it. There's no mm-hmm. marketing behind it. It's just simply a relationship. And the reason why Patrick can share that, I, I'm, you know, as his, by the way, last time I was at the Breakers, you appointed me as a CDO PHP. And my tailor, wow. my tailor sent me this. Let's get a zoom in on that, baby. We got <laughs> two Sapalas here. <laughs> That's cool, man. Crazy. And, uh, and uh, that's a picture breakers. That's, that's right. Bottom, breakers. I, wow. I just noticed yeah, that. That's what you were breakers. talking about. Yep. Got it. That's Great. Right. So become and look right here. Office. I got a picture of a soy milk <laughs> <laughs> right here. A little soy action. But it was it was to the point where we're so blessed and grateful for those those of us at PHP to have you as our CEO, because to see you rock a room of 100 entrepreneurs that are clapping every, you know, you know, 30 seconds about what you're saying and the case studies that you're breaking down and the. Uh, and, and speaking from the heart, mm-hmm. and from more importantly, experience and, and proof yeah. of running a successful business, you know the the effect, the effect, the 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 guesstimate enterprise value that you helped affect in the business community based on the attendees over there. We guesstimate around based on leaks and opportunities. We guesstimate around fifty million dollars of enterprise value was created because of SLS. Yeah, so th- there was a guy that said uh, different numbers were thrown around, okay. but it was mm-hmm. pretty interesting when you were yeah. you doing an interview with them. What they're saying to you. 
Uh, awesome. Okay, let's get into it. We got lots of topics mm-hmm. to discuss. Uh, a lot of topics to discuss. As SNS, Simon & Schuster flat out came out and said, look, 216 employees apparently came out and said, we cannot publish Mike Pence's book. We, we shouldn't be uh, you know, publishing any of that stuff. And the CEO stood up and he says, no, we're going to be publishing because we want to hear both sides. We're going to talk about that hopefully here in a minute. It's that mm-hmm. cancel culture. Yes, the cancel about, culture I talked about. A, in the can we give a little reference? We'll talk to the about tweet? that here in a minute when we go to it. Let's see what he said. Uh, Elon Musk trolls Jeff Bezos for losing NAS- NASA contract to SpaceX. <laughs> and he said, Bezos can't get it up. What a, what a thing to <laughs> what say. You got to say the fact that Elon Musk is probably the number one troll in the world. He's got to get yeah. a Troll of the Year award because no one does it better than he does. Well, there was someone that was a better troller, you know, that. Than him? Uh, yeah, well. Who, Bezos take, or who else? Well, Trump, I think, was a, the best troller I in the league. I think Trump wrote the manual. You actually gave credit to Trump Trump's the yeah, prophet of the Trump trolling. Trump, wow. under the bridge. Trump okay. is king troll, is what you're saying. And then now, and now, and now okay. Musk. Right. Right. Wow. Fair Look, enough. There's, there's, no, there's, a lot, there's no black and white. It's gray area okay. here. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Tesla's Bitcoin stash grows to $2.4 billion when they put a $1.5 billion into it, meaning they made an additional $900 million. Nice, Nice little chunk of change they made. Uh, why are Americans, American workers harder to find? We'll talk about that. China's Huawei says sales are down 16.5% amid U.S. sanctions. Uh, Bitcoin is the future. Chief Sean Culkin to become the first NFL player to convert 2021 salary into crypto. Uh, then you have Apple increases its spending in the United States by 20%. Alphabet sets profit record plans $50 billion buyback, which, you know, a lot of times when you talk about buyback, they get a heat. They get heat. Companies get hit, but they want to do a $50 billion buyback. How Samsung's dynasty, the heirs, will pay an $11 billion inheritance tax. Yeesh. That's going to be a record of all time. An $11 billion inheritance tax. Does it make sense? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Connor makes $600 million on Tuesday. He actually makes only $200 million. He was one of the third, I think, that he made. The three partners split the... 600, mm-hmm. but not a bad payday for uh, Connor on Tuesday to make $200 million. Sheesh. The the thriller uh, uh, files a $100 million lawsuit against Jake Paul's match. Pirates, those who were pirating it, showing it all over the place. It's going to be interesting how that turns out. Podcast subscri- subscription frenzy. People are now charging to listen to their podcast. We have to talk about what Biden did yesterday with his speech. There was a lot to be talked about with his $6.35 trillion. When you add all of it up, we'll cover that. Governor Newsom to face recall election as Republican-led efforts hit signature goal. Kai, did you get the email I sent you just a minute ago or no? Did you get it or no? Kai, uh, I want you to go if you oh, – shit, that, that email probably left on my computer. I sent a bunch of links to you to pull it up that uh, we'll cover. I'm going to have Mari go get it because we have to look at some of the data that was sent over. And then uh, let's see what else we got here. Well, let's see what else we got here. Biden wants to spend an extra $80 billion on IRS enhanced uh, enforcement. Uh, which one do we want to go with? Which one do we want to go with? How about we talk about Joe Rogan, what he said on his podcast about mm-hmm. vaccine. Go to page 10. Let's start off with Joe Rogan, what was said on his podcast, and what some folks from Biden administration responded to Joe Rogan. So Biden officials call out Joe Rogan over vaccine comments. Did Joe Rogan become a medical doctor, doctor while we weren't looking? This is a Business Insider story. Joe Rogan took heat from a pair of White House officials on Wednesday over his opinions that younger Americans shouldn't get the COVID-19 vaccine. Rogan said he was not against vaccines in general, but he didn't mention that the director 
of the CDC said hospitalization among young people were up, and in Michigan hospitals, COVID-19 units are packed with younger people. The New York Times reported Dr. Anthony Fauci, President Biden's chief medical officer, advisor, and the director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, criticized Rogan's remarks. Kate Bedingfield, Biden's communication director, also criticized Rogan, saying, I guess my first question would be, did Joe Rogan become a medical doctor while we weren't looking? Adam, what do you have to say about this? So, look, uh, if you ever watch Rogan, which I'm a fan of, I think we're all a fan of Rogan, respect mm-hmm. his work. And, and, Pat, I think you can appreciate this. This is the beauty of being a comedian, is that anytime like Rogan's under sort of hot water, he'll just like, look, I'm just a dumb comedian, man. What do I know? What, what, yeah. Look, man, I'm just shooting the shit. I'm shooting the brew. I'm just a dumb comedian. What do I know? That's an amazing defense mechanism. Like, I used to do comedy, so anytime I'm in hot water, I'm like, look, man, I'm joking, probably, okay? Like, I, t- I don't take things too seriously. I'm a comedian. So do I, do I actually agree with Joe Rogan on this? I actually do. I actually do. I think young, healthy people don't necessarily need to get vaccinated. That's my opinion. You know, obviously, Fauci would probably disagree. And I'm sure if Joe Rogan gets some backlash over this, I'm sure his defense mechanism would be like, look, man. I'm just a dumb comedian. What do I know? I'm just a caveman with a microphone kind of a thing. You've heard him say this before, right? You've heard him say this before? Look, what do I know? Anytime that, you know, especially with politics, because he's, I'd guess that Joe Rogan is sort of middle, center, left-ish. There's stuff down the right. Like he can kind of, he's a libertarian, I would say. I think that's something that I'm learning to be more akin to. Your buddy Joe, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, not necessarily Joe Biden on this one, but... I think at the end of the day, that's his opinion. He's sticking to it. And uh, he's just a dumb what's, comedian what's, caveman. What's wrong with him saying that? What is wrong with him saying, I don't think you should take it? Is, is, that, is that unacceptable? Or is that against the law today to say, no. your opinion is, no. I don't think younger generations should take vaccines? Well, I think, no, no. La- last comment I want to turn over to, to um, our sergeant in arms over here, Matthew Zapala, <laughs> yes, is if you're the Biden administration and you're working this hard and, you know, his approval ratings on how he's handling the COVID rollout is actually well north of 60%. Well, anything over 50% in this country these days, you're doing a good job. And his approval ratings are hovering in the low 50s. I think the last thing the Biden administration wants is a big name voice saying, well, you don't necessarily need the vaccine. I mean, come on, come on, come on. So if you're the, the Biden administration, you're not doing them any favors. So I don't think they're going to cancel Joe Rogan. I even Spotify said, look, we're keeping the episode up. I think they were very clear about that. But at the end of the day, he's not doing the vaccine rollout any favors. So I think that's something that they're probably not happy about. But there's no canceling What, what going is on it with vaccine that they can't have opposition? That's the biggest yeah, concern sure. of mine. What is it with the vaccine community that has a hard time having opposition? Do you know every single debate has an opposition? You tell me what debate mm-hmm. doesn't have an opposition. I just want you Let, to conform. Let's, let's go to yeah. all the debates. Give me all the debates. Pro-life. Debate. What's right. the debate? What's the opposite? Pro-choice. Pro-choice. pro-life. So pro-life. Oh, it's a life. Life starts. Yep. Conception starts at this level. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, do second do we amendment. have a problem yep. with that debate? No. no. Do we have a problem with no, Second sir. Amendment debate? No. Nope. Do we have a nope. problem with debating, you know, the budget for military shouldn't be a trillion and a half dollars? It nope. should be less. It should be more. Do we have a debate? How come there cannot be a debate about vaccine? How come the vaccine debate is so sensitive that if you say something, God forbid somebody gives an opposing idea, all of a sudden everybody flips? Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I never even paid attention to this vaccine debate until all of a sudden I noticed you're silencing an opposing argument. Mm-hmm. That's what got me more interested. 
I never cared about this debate because to me, God knows how many vaccines I got in my body being in the military. The you military, know, being right? in the military, we got like our, our blood. Yeah. If you you want any kind of vaccine, we got them here. I got a supply of vaccine in my yeah. body. Well, you hosted it out of me. a debate I mean, with, uh, yes, with Kennedy with and, and Kennedy. Kennedy. Yes, yeah. but but the point is, why why what are you worried about? What is your concern? You, because you you say vaccines are not a hundred percent accurate. There's not like a hundred percent. There's not going to be any issues. You saw what happened with Johnson & Johnson. You saw, like, even my nanny took the Pfizer vaccine. Mm-hmm. How's she was down for a week. And I'm, she's been with yeah. me for 10 years. Yeah. She's never been down. She was down for a whole week. Second time she took it. Not the first one, the second one. My dad took it. He was yeah. fine. Nothing happened with my dad. He's 79. Yeah. Knock on wood. He took it as well. But I'm not sitting here debating whether it is good or it is not good. I haven't taken it. My kids haven't taken it. My wife's not taking it. We don't have any plans anytime soon to take it. It's not in our uh, strategy right now to want to take it. But the question is more than what Rogan said. The question is, what are you worried about if somebody disagrees with you? Mm -hmm. We have to get 100% of people vaccinated. You're not going to. You're you're not going to get 100% of people vaccinated. And if you do, let's just say it gets to a point where you get 100% of people vaccinated, guess what that means? What is it? Is that going to be through influence or force? Most likely force. Influence. There's no force. way it's influence. Force. If you get 100%? If 100% of Americans have to get vaccinated, you think that's influence, meaning oh, everybody yeah, okay, chose I, I agree with you. Uh, yeah, anything with 100%. So yes, that means force. you force, have yes, to yes, agree yes, with yes. me that the right choice is pro-choice. You have to agree with me that we have to take everyone's guns away. 100% of people have to agree with me. The only argument that people demand for you to be 100% Vaccine. I just don't want to do it. If a person doesn't want to do it, and a person says younger people shouldn't do it, these people are panicking. Oh, my gosh, what if they don't? Buddy, relax. All the people yesterday in the House when Biden was giving a speech, they're apparently taking the vaccines. How come the place was empty? If you're so confident about your vaccine yes, working, it, so why <laughs> was the place empty yesterday? Left side of, I uh, wanted to see a full house. They yeah. don't want to have a... I think it's optics. It always comes down to optics. They Knock don't have a full-packed room then you're a hypocrite. Of 70-year-olds. Then you're a hypocrite. Then why do I trust you? Then you're right. You, if you don't even trust the vaccine that you're telling me to get, why because it, you guys empty? are not, why you want me to trust it? You don't trust it. Okay, so let, let, me, let me actually ask you a question. It sounds like it's more than an argument, like a, like a debate. It's like, what's the reason that you're not getting the vaccine? Have you gotten the vaccine? I have not gotten the vaccine. My wife's not gotten the vaccine. My kids are not getting the vaccine. So what's the reason for it? Because we don't, we don't, we have have a choice. And so that's what I want to understand. Is it just because you have the choice and you want to exercise that choice? Or is there something behind it? Well, a couple of things. Uh, Our our personal, the way we processed it, you know, uh, at that time, my son was nine. And last August, I got COVID. My, my son got yeah. COVID. We kicked its tail in three days, and Sheena hasn't had any any. Um, she hasn't gotten it. Our our our. our oh, you got it, and your son. My, got yeah, it? our nine year old son. Which son? What? Uh, uh, Jojo. Nine year old. Uh, the nine year old. He's okay. now ten. Uh, so a nine year old got COVID. Yep. All right. Yep. We both got in COVID. in school or from you or how that. Happen? Most likely from me. Okay. Most likely from me, and uh, our two year old, fine. Uh, my 25-year-old son, fine. My now 20-year-old daughter, they're twins. They don't, mm-hmm. They've never gotten COVID. You know, they had roommates that got COVID, but they're fine. So, you know, we're also studying boosting our immunity. There's other ways to combat uh, COVID, which is boosting immunity, getting out in the sun, raising your vitamin D levels, yeah. taking all sorts of vitamin C, elderberry, you know, bo- you know, increasing that, which America, 
uh, uh, south of a certain parallel. I can't, I, I'm not sure exactly what parallel in, in America it is, but south of a certain parallel, we get plenty of vitamin D. But, uh, but you know, the, the fact that we have to get it by force, what Patrick was saying, I, I don't agree with it. The second part, my, my take on this is, amazing how powerful now the podcast has been in American landscape. Now a podcast a good point. is on the radar of the president. Yo, Rogan, not bad. You are now on the well ear of, of the president making sure that he checks your opinions on things to make sure you're not damaging the country when it comes to your opinion on, on, on the vaccine. But uh, for the most part, I, I you know, we love choices. That's America. Mm-hmm. That's freedom. I love coming to Florida. I'm from Chicago. I love coming to uh, uh, Illinois or, or uh, to Florida from Illinois because here I'm in the gym without a mask. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm walking around without a mask. I'm here. Yeah. And, yeah. and they just announced, guys, breaking news. You can now go outside without a mask. CDC. I, I'm right? going to finally <laughs> do it. I'm going to finally do it. If you're vaccinated. Yeah. Okay. If well, you're vaccinated. Then, then I guess yeah. I got to keep my mask. I want to go outside. But Pat, do you have any strong feeling? Well, I know you do. Like, why are you? It's. My initial question was, this is more than just a debate for you. You have some principles as to why you don't want your family to get vaccinated. It, what it's, is it? It's so simple for well, you. Got, you got, your dad my, got vaccinated. My wife believes in the flu shot. I don't take the flu shot. Okay. I'm okay with mm. not taking the flu mm. shot. Was the last it's time you had a flu shot? I don't even, I couldn't even Probably tell you. the military, huh? I don't even know. Maybe I took one five years ago yeah. because we went yeah. out and took a flu shot. I couldn't even tell yeah. you. I may have gotten it three years ago. Yeah. I just haven't gotten a flu shot. Yeah. So, but that's Jen, simple. But Jen, Jen got it last it? year. Okay. She got it last year. It's not like you, you can't tell us. No, it's just, hey, yeah. so you to each his own. The choice. Hey, yeah, we talk about with the kids. Hey, we got another one on the way. What are we going to be doing with this? We're probably going to make some adjustments on the vaccines. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean they're not going to get the vaccine. The baby's not going to get the vaccine. No, the baby's going to get the vaccines. But some of them, we, cha- we may change the timeline from 18 months to 36 months. We may change the timeline from 18 months to five years. And that's the risk we're taking as parents. That's the yeah. risk that you get to take as parents. Everybody raises their kids in a certain way. No matter how you raise your kids, there is a risk. If you're too disciplined, there's a risk. If you're too loose and lenient, there's a risk. If you inject faith in your kids, there's a risk. If you don't inject faith in your kids, there's a risk. If you let your kids eat whatever they want, there's a risk. If you don't let your kids eat whatever they want, there, there's a risk no matter what you do as a parent. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here looking for perfection. Yeah. So sometimes when government, government officials get up there and they talk as if they, even a Fauci, how many of Fauci's statements have been accurate? Let's go measure all his statements. Like how many doctors, like if somebody comes to you right now, and says, you know, uh, uh, one of our uh, associates, she called me, good friend of ours. They called. She had uh, cancer, okay? Mm. And her husband calls me, good friend. We have a conversation. He's emotional. This is a military guy. He's a tough guy. He's a strong guy. You know who he is. He's a tough guy. And he says, I don't know how to handle it. We're just having a conversation mm. together. Mm. So two grown men, emotional conversation. I'm trying to give as much support as I can as I love this guy. But I said, how many doctors has she spoken to? One. Let's go get a second yeah. and a third. A third. Is, yep. Are we going back to it's a bad idea to get a second and third and fourth opinion? Apparently, the last 12 months, the only opinion that matters is Fauci's. Mm-hmm. Why can't we get a second opinion and a third opinion and a fourth opinion and a fifth opinion? I subscribe, get a second, third, fourth, fifth opinion. When you go to a Morgan Stanley advisor or a Merrill Lynch advisor or a Goldman advisor, what do they typically say? If you say, I already have my money managed under XYZ. Great. Most of our clients do as well. But what we've noticed is with folks who have been around longer and they have a bigger estate, they typically get a second or third advisor to have a second or third opinion, just like a doctor gives you a second or third opinion. We're just supposed to sit there and say, oh, first opinion, Fauci, he's right. 
Fauci, March says masks don't work. Now you want to tell us masks work. Now you want to tell us put two on it. Make up your mind. You've been wrong as well. So don't act like the people at the top have been right. This whole judgment about they think they're perfect and they forget when they were wrong, but somebody else gives an opinion, oh, they have to be 100% right? No. It's hypocrisy at the highest level. And this is not even a vaccine topic. This is more of a topic of you have to listen to me because I know what I'm talking about and you don't. No, you don't fully know everything you're talking about. Hell, I don't know what I'm talking about all the time. I'm wrong also. I have certain things that I say in a podcast or an interview or video. Some of my videos I watched from seven years ago, I disagree with today. <laughs> Your own. I'm telling you, I watched my own video from seven years ago. I said, I disagree with you today. You yeah. were immature. You've changed. You're more mature. You have to look at it this way. Yeah. And I sit there and adjust. What era are we living in? At what age are you going to know everything? Right. 80 years old? 70 years old? Mm. 90 years old? When? Socrates died. He says, the only thing I know is what? That I know nothing. nothing. What are we acting like everybody knows and we're afraid of debate? The yeah. only thing I trust is a good debate. Yeah. It's the only thing I trust. There's a, there's a very famous proverb written by King Solomon. You know, it's your, My your, your, your uncle. Yeah. He said, without counsel, purposes are disappointed. But with a multitude of counselors, plans are established. So back to the second opinion, third opinion, fourth opinion. If you, don't, if you only have one opinion, you're setting yourself up for failure. To have to have ability to look into the matter and get multitude of counselors and opinions, very valuable, especially for such a big decision like this or anything else. Speaking of opinions, do we want to get our audience feedback, whether they're getting the vaccine, oh. whether they are uh, not? Where are we at with that? Okay, with, yeah. With, with I mean, our people listen, out there. Gang, if you're getting the vaccine oh. and you're okay getting the vaccine, put a thumbs up. Smash that thumbs up button. Don't worry. We don't know the algorithms where... Fauci's following our podcast to find out if you got it or not to start sending you messages. If you have gotten the vaccine and you're comfortable getting it, press thumbs up. If you haven't gotten the vaccine and you're not comfortable getting it, press thumbs down. Right now we're at 173 over 2. Let's see what happens to those ratios. Can I ask you a question? Yes. So I'm going to tell you a story and then I want to get your opinion on this. So I haven't got the vaccine. I've got, we we have all got COVID. Even yes. young, young, handsome, young buck over there. I think Kyle. Only, have I you gotten it as well? Everybody here has gone to COVID. It's the COVID clan Sam, right you here. got it as well, right? Yeah. Everybody's gone to COVID. Sam had to come <laughs> in, in the office with the mask up with the gloves, but I don't know anything about that. Anyway. Um, so funny. The, uh, so there is sort of a freedom to once you've had COVID, you can be like, all right, like I had it, kicked my ass for a few days, out of the office for a week or so. But I'm back. But here's my question to you. When I moved, because I was living in Dallas for six months, now I'm back home in Florida. And, you know, I didn't see my mom for a long time. And you have no idea how good it felt to know that my mom, my grandma, my stepdad, my aunts got the vaccine. I mean, they're all in their 70s and yeah. they're older. That felt good for me. Like, good, like you know, we're all in our early 40s-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to early 40s, oh, 40, right? Sabala, right, right, right? 40s group. Uh, so maybe, you know, young, healthy, back to Rogan's point, maybe young, healthy people not, don't necessarily need to do it, especially if you've had COVID. Yeah. But it does feel good knowing that your loved ones, especially your older loved ones, are vaccinated. That you know, does feel good. And your dad got vaccinated. That yeah. must feel you know good. What feels yeah? good. You know what feels good for me? Hmm. What feels good for me is that after hearing all the debates, you as the individual made the choice to get the vaccine, hence my dad or my nanny. Mm-hmm. You made the choice. Yep. That's what feels good to me. That's what I support. I don't support doing it or not doing it. I support research. You're comfortable? Go okay. get it. Yeah. Salute. So More if, power if to your you. dad was anti-vax, I'm not getting it. I, you I wouldn't would, say, I would hey, have dad, listen. I would have really? fought him on it. No, no. I would have given him information and said, dad, yeah. look at this data. Okay. Look at this data. Look at this data. But to enforce or force or 
you know, put in, in, in enforced like through guilt. You why aren't you doing it? You don't care about this. Not gonna do that. Okay. It's your choice. You go do it. What about your family, man? Uh, my parents got it. Our nanny got it. Uh, they're the ones the most fearful about uh, COVID nineteen. Every time I travel, they're always worried about me making sure I'm quarantined. Mm-hmm. But I can't say that I don't have a doubt in the back of my head about what what's in it. I I, I worry. My dad was down for a week, and I was concerned. He was you know he's eighty one years old. He's about to turn eighty two. Um, you know, so I'm worried about it. He just got admitted last week to the hospital for heart failure. He got out. They want to do an open heart on him and, and, uh, versus taking medication. I said, listen, 81, 82, they're not going to do open heart surgery on an 81 year old mm. man. So that's too thin at that time. Cause yep. he's, is he taking blood thinners he or no? He is. That's yep. the tough part. If you do it at that time. Correct. Yeah. So, so again, look, I don't know what it is to be 79. Mm. I only know what it is to be 42 and everything else is to get as much Intel from folks who are younger. When I sit with a 14-year-old, I say, tell me what it's like to be in high school today with social media. Tell me. What are the biggest challenges? What are you going through? How many fights? Are there gangs? Are there drugs? Do you see guns? Do you see alcohol? Are your teachers allowing you to put your phones next to you in classroom? How many of your classmates have phones? Are you texting while you're in classroom? Are you using calculator when you're doing math? Why am I doing that? I don't know what it is to be 14 in high school. So I do what? I ask questions. I don't know what it is to be 79. What are you thinking about when you're 79? <laughs> you're probably thinking about death more than a 42-year-old sure. is because yeah. more people around you are dying. I don't know what it is yeah. to be that. So I want to understand your position. Then I want to try to provide as much intel. I'll give you my opinion if you want it. And then from there, you got to make the decisions, and I salute you. Can I still be doubtful like he is? Yes. Of course. It's my yeah. family. It's my dad. It's my mom. It's my people I love. Why wouldn't I be uh, concerned about them? But at the same time, to sit there and act like you are 100% correct and you're telling me this thing 100% works and you're not putting a little bit of doubt to say we don't know exactly what the 10-year mm-hmm. ramifications of mm-hmm. this is. How are you going to tell me you know? Mm-hmm. Okay? You know, the one side says Republicans, well, you know, the vaccine, Trump got it done in nine months. He did. He did. But what was Fauci's argument against that? If there's one thing you don't do is you don't force to speed up the process of getting what? Vaccine. Vaccines early. Yeah. Okay, now we do. Now they're trying to use it as a victory. And Biden's like, you know, first 90 days, I've gotten 100 million people and 200 million vaccine shots have been given. Really? I wonder if in three years there are side effects. Who you blame now? Well, Trump shouldn't have expedited the process. So you don't, everybody's trying to take the victory for what happened. Yeah. The reality is, I'm more comfortable if you say, look, we have three choices today. One choice is don't get the vaccine. Okay? And God forbid if you don't. If you get COVID and you're young, maybe you'll be okay. But if you spend time around somebody that's elder and they get it from you, God forbid if that nine-year-old mm-hmm. was his dad, then what happens at 81 years old? He doesn't mm-hmm. know, right? There's right. a risk. So mm-hmm. the argument is if you don't get COVID and you're young and you're healthy, the people you may hurt are the people that are elderly around you. So we suggest you consider getting the COVID vaccine. Great. Thank you. Allow me to make the choice. Number two is what? You're not even thinking about it. You just go get the COVID shot. But the third one is, look, we also have to know that there is a risk. risk. We don't know what's going to happen five, ten years from now. So to the community that's worried about not taking a vaccine shot, mm-hmm. we're with you as well. We also don't know, but sometimes we have to take a risk. And today, based on the research that's been done by medical experts, doctors, hundreds of research, FD, everybody that's done their part, they feel very confident that this is going to be okay long-term based on the testing they've done. But we can still be what? Wrong. There's mm-hmm. still a 5% risk. Having said that, is it better off if more of us take vaccine shot today? Yes. The odds are better in our favor as a nation if we take the vaccine than if we don't take the vaccine. You know what that allows me to do? I'm sitting there saying, great. You know, let me go take the vaccine. I'll make the choice. 
But this we know it all and you don't mindset mm-hmm. irritates the hell out of free thinkers. Mm-hmm. This whole idea about if you don't, you're this, <laughs> stop it, knock it off. I've been thinking for myself for 42 years. Some of them has been bad, some of it has been good, but I've done pretty okay for myself. And if I make the wrong choice, I'll live with it. That's on me. But don't act like you know everything and I don't. Lots of these positions changing is, 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 is uh, frustrating to those who like to think for themselves. Question for you. I think, and you, you touched on this, that everything gets so politicized, especially Fauci said this and Trump said, you don't need the mask. And then Trump is the one that actually um, got the Operation Warp Speed. He got the vaccine done. But then he's, you know, a lot of Republicans won't do it. And then uh, Biden came in and he's taking credit for the vaccine and he's rolling. So everything gets so politicized. And don't you think there? By the way, the voting is 58 said they're comfortable getting the vaccine. 62 said they're not getting the vaccine. So, so it's 50, half and 50, half. Yeah, Great. Yeah. I respect that. Phenomenal. Okay. Totally fine. Go ahead. So everything gets so politicized. Wouldn't it be prudent for something like this? Do you, okay. Did, did Trump take the vaccine? Yes. Okay. Did Biden take the vaccine? Yes. Do you think they see eye to eye on the vaccine? Yes. So why don't why wouldn't they do some sort of a joint statement? So, for example, I think Biden... Obama, Bush, I'm not sure about Jimmy Carter, but the living presidents all came out and said, look, we took the vaccine. Awesome. Here's what's up. I, this I is support, something I where I think that. I think our country on something like this sure. would have loved to hear more from even Trump in that group yeah. saying, look, it's the five president, living president well, of the United States. You, we all took the vaccine. You, We're on the same why page. Would Three I, Democrats, why, two Republicans. Why, what's up? why wouldn't you give credit to expedite the process? If you want me to get involved, why don't you give me credit in your speech that you gave yesterday saying – on behalf of uh, you know my administration, we'd like to thank Trump's administration, Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson, the doctors, Aunt Anthony Fauci, who expedited mm-hmm. the process to get this for us. When Reagan became president, and the day he became president, and prisoner of war were released by Iran. He gave the credit to who? To Carter. Mm-hmm. That's a classy move. Now, would Trump have done that? I don't know. Zero percent. Uh, what I'm saying to you is, I think there's a reason why we are where we are today because a part of it was also we didn't give any credit before. Mm-hmm. So this whole idea of giving no credit has been kind of going on for right. a little bit while, right? Mm-hmm. Even Obama, Obama for the first four years he was there, he bashed Bush nonstop, 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 nonstop. Not every, I inherited an administration. No one in the history inherited this Bush administration policies. Inherited. We had to hear this inherited word <laughs> a million times that it was all Bush's fault, right? Now they're best friends. Why? Are they best friends because of Obama or because of Bush? A, because of Bush, and I think Michelle and uh, Bush are, are what, close. What I'm tra- I don't know about Barack. But what I'm saying to you is Bush was a guy that's like, look, this is your show. It's not my show. Yeah. The rest of them haven't done that to the next show. Obama mm-hmm. definitely hasn't allowed Trump to be Trump. When Trump yeah. became president, he was bashing yeah. him nonstop. Yeah. So, look, what Trump yeah. is doing to Biden is what Obama did to him. Yeah. So Trump is looking at Biden like, listen, you were part of the Bi- Obama camp. Mm-hmm. You trashed me. Why are you, why are you expecting me to build you up? You never built me up when I became president. So right. I know you're going to go to the Trump camp. you got to go camp prior to that as well. Well, cause- I, I think a lot of it, and just shout out to the Bush legacy, they're just a classy operation. Even when uh, George H.W. Bush came in, he wrote a nice note to Bill Clinton you know, George W. Bush wrote a nice note. Credit goes to, to Prescott. Cre- to credit goes to Prescott Senator Prescott. Bush, right. Yeah. 
That's just a classy operation. Yeah. I think. And this goes back to my initial point: is that everything's so politicized, everything's so polarized. President Bush comes to our event. Classy operations. He comes, are in, he comes to our event. He speaks. Him and I do an interview together. We're Amazing sitting time. in the back. Yeah. We're sitting in the back. When there's 20 Secret Service agents around <laughs> us, him and I are having a 45 minute conversation. Mm -hmm. He's telling me all these great stories. Just a great experience with him. Right? Comes up. We have a blast. We're laughing. He's telling jokes. Everybody afterwards, the most common thing people said to him is, you were the antichrist to me because of my parents said about you and my grandparents said about you. I cannot believe how much I like, like you after you. today. And then two weeks later, I get a nice handwritten note from him. Thank you for the invitation for me to be on your event. And Crazy. I, he, like, that's the kind of stuff there. Like somebody raised these. He didn't have to do that. No, he didn't He's have to He's not right for office. He wrote no. you a personal letter. By the way, ask me how many speakers we've invited have sent me a letter. How many? None. Oh. He's the only one that ever sent a letter. No wonder you're the president. Right? So these are the things that you kind of pay attention to and you give credit to. So more power to him. Anyways, the vaccine debate, to each his own. You know, let's keep researching. I'm not sitting here telling you I won't take the vaccine. All I'm telling you is as of right now, I'm not. I may six months from now, 12 months from now, 24 months from now. When I feel comfortable enough to want to take it and go talk to my wife and my kids about it, great. Till then, it's on halt. That's our choice. Whatever your choice is you want to take it, I salute you. More power to you. Anyways, let's continue. We have uh, Jack Hustle who uh, 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 gave $50, and he said, it all comes down to trust, and the experts have given the people zero reason to trust them. And this process, this way, this is getting pushed. is very uncomfortable. When something gets pushed this hard, you have to question why no vaccine for my family and I. Well, Jack, more power to you. That's your decision. That's your prerogative. Thank God you're living in a country that you still have the choice, choice. to do that, and you're not being forced. To do that. How about we take a lighter story with what happened between Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, page <laughs> two, the, the can't get it up story. Here we go. Elon Musk trolls Jeff Bezos. Maybe bring up the tweet, Kai, for losing NASA, NASA contract to SpaceX, and he says can't get it up. This is a immediate story. It's talking about rockets, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Earlier this month, NASA announced that it uh, has chosen Elon Musk's uh, SpaceX to bring its next astronauts to the moon perhaps as early as 2024 the contract is valued at 2.9 billion dollars that didn't sit well with blue origin the aerospace company founded by bezos the blue origin and a third bidder called dynetics uh, uh filled protest not dianetics dynetics filled a uh, filed protest with the government accountability office claiming nasa changed the bidding rules late in the process news of the filing seemed to del uh, delight musk who took to twitter on monday to Channel is inner middle schooler by St. Bezos <laughs> and Blue Origin. Can't get it up. LOL. Su such schoolyard humorous old hat for Musk, who last June tweeted to inform his tens of millions of followers that it was 69 days after 420. That is Elon Musk for you. There's a tweet, by the way. They took it down or no? Where's the tweet? Oh, can't get it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Adam, thoughts? I, well, it, it, you like I've been very vocal on uh, on what Elon Musk likes to do in his sexual life and you know banging aliens and all that kind of stuff is kind of his fantasy land, but he's a child. <laughs> look, everyone kind of ha you can kind of go different directions. He's a child at heart. Clearly, he's a dreamer. He's a visionary. I love that. Yeah, I he, love being child. He's, he's an eighth grader. Yeah. Can't get it up. Giggity giggity. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> what billionaire, a hundred billion dollars talking shit <laughs> to a fellow richest it. man in the world? Again. <laughs> so Paula can't get it up. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet that out. Got him. Uh. 69, 420. Like, <laughs> what? This is the CEO of, of the one of the biggest companies in the world. So I think what we are seeing here is this is watching MJ and LeBron go at it in their prime. Bezos, 
and Musk. That's a good point, right? The, like, everyone's like, who's okay. better, LeBron? Who's MJ, though? Who's MJ, though? Ooh, ooh. Well, I mean, uh, you, Bezos you, is older, and he's been doing it longer, so I guess in this situation, and he is richer 90% of the time. It goes time. back and forth, though. So you kind of got to go MJ. Stop it. So you're saying that, that Musk stop is MJ? Stop it. What, 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 what am I stopping? What am I stopping? Stop. Stop. <laughs> am I stop talking now? Oh, you my gosh. So you're okay, saying that, so. that, okay, I'm just, I don't know, <laughs> Pat. I don't know if Elon Musk is MJ or LeBron. I don't know. So you're, What you're, I'm saying you're, is we're watching two titans go good. at it in I their prime. I think it's great. You know who's winning today? Us. The world is winning. We're winning, today. Amen. This is great to see. Sixty-nine time, four twenty. Speaking of four twenty, what are your thoughts on this, Apollo? Yeah, I, when I'm looking at this, I'm back, back to your analogy. I think that currently, right now, I think Musk is MJ on the rise mm-hmm. because he's battling. He's battling uh, uh, Bezos. Here's why: because when MJ was coming up, he was a great scorer, and then he was great this uh, aspect, and then he, it improved another aspect: defense. Uh, you know, a three-point shot. All these different things he had to have. Solid mid-range game, uh, uh, MJ. But when you look, when you're looking at uh, 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 Musk and uh, uh, these guys going back at it, they just filed something with the SEC like a couple months ago, talking about he was the new title was Master of the Universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King of coin or Master of Coin. That's what entrepreneurship is all about. You should be having fun. You should be playing loose. Things are so tight and tense, and so much pressure on your shoulder. Hey, why not? Pat, so do you agree with my MJ Lebron? Yeah, look, uh, here's what I think, man. I think, you know, as much as Twitter has divided America, Twitter is also entertained America. It's always (laughs) there's a show to watch on Twitter because Twitter, take take Twitter out. Take Twitter out. Where do you go and say that? Take social media out. Where do you go and say, can't get it out, right? Like, how long after that news came out do you think Elon Musk tweeted, tweeted, can't get it up? One hour, 30 minutes later, (laughs) 20 minutes later? That's the advantage. That's the positive side mm-hmm. of social media where you get to say what's on your yeah. mind right now. And then maybe the day later, like, I probably shouldn't have said that. But you get to see that part of immediate reaction for someone. To me, it's entertaining. And to me, it's competition going back and forth. Kai's trying to Two say something Two and a half hours to later. Two okay. and a half hours later after announcement so, was made. So okay. the, the tweet was posted at 5. Yeah. And he responded at 7. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's the part that's kind of like... Yeah. You know, if you didn't have it that way, you'd have to wait two days. Elon Musk makes yeah. a, an interview with, uh, you know, such and such magazine, and he said that this person can't get it up. You know, it's like <laughs> now it's like immediate. Here's what he says. This guy can't get it up, and we can send a box of Viagra to, you know, <laughs> Cialis or Viagra to Bezos. Yeah. What'd be funny, what'd be funny is if Bezos go to work this week. <laughs> you know what I would do if I was in that situation? If yeah. I'm Viagra or Cialis, I would get in into that topic. I would get in and I would yeah. say, that's why we're here. As is. <laughs> Such I a smart jump. marketing a new spokesperson. If I'm Cialis or Viagra, you should jump in there and say, Mr. Bezos, we're here to help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see Bezos. By going the way, new package that delivered. would get so much like yeah. story to Viagra yeah. and Cialis. But you know, to do that, there's regulations, FTAs. I'm sure there's something behind it as well but PBD, you you asked the question yeah. where else would he talk about this if, if there, was there no wasn't Twitter? social right you yeah. know where he would do it where would he one do week it? from tomorrow he'll be on snl oh elon musk is hosting Ooh. saturday night live next saturday night what do you think of it they're not too happy about it 
Well, they I are think not a, too a happy about of the, it. Of the, of the more liberal. Well, let me read it. Let yeah. me read it. That's a perfect transition. Hey, SNL I'm, cast I'm member signals they're unhappy about Elon Musk hosting. He's not the first to cause a steer. This is CNN business. In a surprise move over the weekend, Saturday Night Live announced that business mogul Elon Musk will be hosting the NBC Variety Show on May 8th. Some SNL cast members didn't seem too excited about it. In an Instagram story, cast member Bowen Yang wrote, What the F does this even mean? As a caption to Musk tweet from over the weekend, which read, Let's find out just how live Saturday Night Live really is. This isn't a first time the show has steered up the conversation over its host choices. The biggest controversy regarding the host came in 2015 when SNL announced that, the, that Donald Trump. Trump would be on the show. <laughs> the news came out uh, while Trump was running for president after he made remarks saying that many Mexican immigrants were criminals and rapists. Hispanic groups asked the show to revoke the invite, and a Latino group even offered $5,000 bounty to anyone in the audience willing to disrupt the show. So why are they unhappy about Elon Musk going on SNL? What's the big deal? I don't know. Maybe they don't think he's entertaining? I don't know. He's, what do you think it is? I, look, I don't know why Bo and Yang, and I actually I, I think he's a pretty funny guy. Well, look, I think one thing that's going to be undeniable when Trump came on and Elon Musk came on, where am I going with this, Pat? Ratings. You know people are going to be tuning in. I, I couldn't, and I'm a huge fan of SNL. I used to do stand-up comedy. I'm a, I love, I used to be that 13-year-old kid glued to my t uh, TV, Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, David Spade, Rob Schneider, Norm MacDonald. I was raised on that kind of stuff. So I still, you know, if I'm not going out on a Saturday night these days in South Beach, maybe I'll, a lot of times I'll just watch SNL, uh, you know, on the reruns or whatever. But huge fan of SNL. But this is, look, with Elon Musk, I think this is what we, this is why I think maybe he's more of a LeBron than a, a Jordan. With Elon comes controversy, right? He's controversial. He'll tweet things. He's unabashedly a capitalist he'll say some shit he'll 69 a joke mm -hmm, he'll, mm -hmm. he'll be an eighth grader i actually think he'll be quite hilarious on snl but there's some people that obviously he rubs the wrong way so if you're do you know who bowen yang is like the person that doesn't want him do you know who that is yeah, yeah. he's a gay asian a gaysian that's on the gay, I, i'm gonna coin that coin i don't know if i've never used that gaysian wow. he's pretty a good Gaysian on the show yeah and, you know, maybe he's not a fan of Elon Musk. I don't know. <laughs> but he's hilarious. And, and, and uh, you know, I don't know the, the can, backstory there. But I can think of a script. I, I think about the, the, Doge, the Doge father. <laughs> Enter the Doge father. A little, a little uh, dog oh, comes out. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to uh, have fun with it. Are you, okay, yeah. how about this? How about this? When's the last time you watched SNL? Like, watched SNL? Uh, um, Eddie Murphy. 1986. No, no, no. Eddie Murphy when he came back two years. Okay, gotcha. Lately, lately. So it's a year been and a half. Two years. Since oh, you I don't. I don't watch it. But How I'm gonna watch you? this. Yeah. Uh, can't remember. Can't remember. Can't remember. I, I, Are you gonna tune in to see Elon Musk at SNL? I will tune in. Bingo, bango. Now I, we got I it. I will be committed. I think this is something we'd like to hear from our audience but, as well. But but here's here's what I will say. Here's what I will say. Okay, so they're upset mm -hmm. that Elon Musk is showing up, right? Now imagine how upset the Oscars are for what happened to them this weekend where nobody cared about their ratings. Mm -hmm. So TV ratings, Oscars slumped to an all-time low. The Hollywood Reporter says the 93rd Academy Awards drew 10.4 million viewers on Sunday. That's a steep drop. You ready, folks? Folks, from 23.64 million. Let me get this straight. 23.64 million people watched the Academy Awards last year. This year to only 10.4 the 56% decline in total viewers is keeping in keeping with those for Grammys, which fell 51%. Golden Globe, 62%. SAG Awards, 
You think this woke approach is working? <laughs> Golden Globes, SAG, Grammys, and Oscars. Norm Land took home the coveted Best Picture Award while Anthony Hopkins was asleep. <laughs> and Frances <laughs> McDormand won Best Actor and Actress in Leading Role. Anthony Hopkins, I watched The Father, by the way. I watched the movie. It's an okay movie. It's not a, I mean, obviously, he killed it. He typically kills it no matter what it is. He wins. He's asleep. They can't even get a hold of him. He went to sleep because he thought he wasn't going to win it at all. Okay, the guy's knocked out, and he wins an Oscar. <laughs> Hopkins' victory was an upset over Chadwick Boseman, who died in August after a private four-year battle with colon cancer. Boseman was nominated for Best Actor for his role in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. This year uh, brought uh, barrier-breaking wins, including the first woman of color to win Best Director and best black woman to win, the first black woman to win the Best Makeup and Hairstyling. So what's the point here? Here's the point. Do you remember when Ricky Gervais hosted? The, oh, the, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Did he host? He opened it. No, I know. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what he called I, I know that's the famous uh, speech yeah. But that's a host. Okay. He's a, that was his yeah. monologue that he right. went up and he says, just when you come up here and, you know, thank your agent, thank your God, take the trophy and get the, you know. And everybody the next day was talking about this, right? He says, I don't even know why you invited me. He says, oh, here we go. Let me see. Oh, my gosh. Let's start off with this. And, yes, to accept this. So he went about it. That brought eyeballs. I watched the Oscars because of Ricky Gervais. I watched it because he was hilarious, right? <laughs> Called everybody. I'm out. not going to watch it with Jimmy Kimmel. I'm not going to watch it with these you know, people going up there and just giving their same old rhetoric one after another after another. And just this validates that SNL should be happy because it's probably going to be their biggest one they've had in the last 12 months for having this guy. And probably the last time SNL had the most viewership, I'm willing to bet it's going to be either Murphy, Chappelle, or Trump. I'm willing to bet it's one of those openings. Mm -hmm. So we're going to see what's going to happen with Musk. Mm -hmm. I think SNL should be thankful. SNL should be thankful that a guy like Elon Musk has agreed to come. I think it's going to bring eyeballs that you don't typically get. And as well as the Oscars should invite somebody like him or somebody crazy mm -hmm. like him yep. to get up and be a host and talk shit to everybody. Because no, like ESPYs. What's the, who was the best ESPYs host of all time? G give some of the best ESPYs host was of it, all time. Was it Drake? Drake killed him. Oh, yeah, yeah, Drake says, was awesome. Yeah. You know, uh, by the way, it's comedy. Uh, he took a shot at Draymond Green's podcast. He says it's <laughs> sad, right? Peyton Manning got up there and he says, you know, the swim team, uh, you know, is doing such a great job. Matter of fact, they're doing such a good job that Kevin Durant is thinking about joining them. Yeah, Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> the camera went on Durant and then it went on Westbrook. But Peyton, what do we like? We like it when the host is taking shots yes. at the athletes, yeah. at the actors. Mm -hmm. No one wants to watch somebody say how amazing you are. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I get uncomfortable. You know how the whole thing even got started? Well, let me tell you, the event was great. I don't, yeah. I'm not a fan of that. I'd much rather just go past it. It's the fun part. It's the yeah. shot part. It's the, yeah. hey, it's this happened, that happened. Yeah. That's what the audience yeah. kind of wants to yeah. see, right? They yeah. don't want to see, you're so amazing. You're so great. Hollywood show, it should be. Well, uh, you know, we kind of saw what happened there. If what did he say? Gervais said, "If ISIS was to start a uh, uh, a, a show, uh, not a show. If ISIS was to be the right. next Netflix, believe me, you'd call your manager saying, let 'Let's try to get on a show.' Oh there. yeah, so call you your agent. Call yeah. your agent to yeah. get on a show there. He took a shot at Apple. He took a shot at Tim Cook. He took a shot at everybody. Both SNL, Oscars, Grammys, Golden Globes. They desperately need to bring back an entertaining." host who will make fun of them because that's what America and the world wants to see. However, going back to the vaccine conversation we had at the beginning, unfortunately, there's a community today that's the not, that does not like to hear opposing ideas. I sent this tweet out earlier, yesterday, 
Went to sleep, woke up. Next thing I know, I'm getting a bunch of private messages from people. Hey, Pat, I agree with you. I can't really say anything, but I 100%, I can't even tell you the people that message me, DM me, okay? I put this tweet out yesterday. I said, let's cancel walking on eggshells. Let's cancel the inability to entertain an opposing, opposing idea. Let's cancel forcing everyone having to agree with us. Let's cancel judging people for a mistake they made 30 years ago. Let's cancel extreme sensitivity. Let's just respect one another, Jeez. right? I mean, what a concept. H- how hard is that to do? What a concept. You know what was the most interesting thing about this simple concept? People disagreed. Really? People, the people that actually disagree huh. are the ones that entertain me the most. When you go down oh. there and read some of the ones that they disagree with. By the way, for whatever reason, you, I mean, if you go down there, you read some of these, you'll see the disagreements they make. But anyways, that's my thoughts on Oscars. What do you think about Oscars being down 56% decline? Much like uh, you and oh, sorry, Matt. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying, much like you and SNL, I don't watch the Oscars. I, I it just, you out of everybody doesn't watch. You the Oscars. think that the soy boy? I thought for sure you were sitting there with a I notepad and pen, ready to take notes. Dude, and- the, so this is a dumb question. The Oscars are, are for movies. Is that what it is? Okay, like I don't watch movies. Uh, I just don't. I don't know why. It's You're not, not a movie guy. I used to be when I was a kid. I loved the movies. I yeah. had my running top ten. I loved the movies. I uh, I well, just I like, just don't watch movies ever. I don't all. go to the movie theaters. I cancel Netflix. Is that because you spend most of your time on that website called OnlyFans? Uh, hey, is that, is that oh, guys, is, shout out to my OnlyFans account. It, Check <laughs> me out on OnlyFans. I'm now accepting donations. Sal's talks money, aka Soyboy Mafia. OnlyFans. It's only 19.99 an hour. Check me out. He shows his picture. chest hair. There's yeah. a lot of chest hair. Bucks. Yeah, there's an appearance by Ricky he Aguilar. Shows the chest hair for only, only to his of, fans. Uh, the, only to the OnlyFans. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I just don't watch the Oscars. I don't know, but I would watch it if there was an entertaining host or some controversy. I would. I'm just not a movie guy, but that's uh, my w- opinion. Would you? I would watch it. Bill Burr got up and he said a couple things. And by the way, you know what was crazy? That Bill Burr wasn't himself when he was hosting a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Even himself wasn't himself. Yeah. He was so worried. Yeah. Yeah. A Bill Burr who doesn't give a crap. He was worried about what he's, to he's say. He's worried about getting canceled. He was worried about what's going to happen. I say, if I, like, I'm walking on eggshells. Like, no, yeah. man, just let it. Yeah. Make the, let's go. Like yeah. take take some shots. Tell some jokes. Let's have some fun. Let's yeah. go through it. You know, it's gotta be that kind of an environment. Gotta rock the boat a little that's bit. That's what happens. You know, and by the way, a great sales meeting. Mm-hmm. You know what's a great sales meeting? When that that's what <laughs> happens. <laughs> when there's like, let me tell you what we're gonna do to you Can't guys. Wait. It's, it's that's what makes it exciting. You need a versus. You ever been to an insurance conference? <laughs> uh, uh, we would like to take this uh, moment to uh, yeah. thank John and Mary for a wonderful yeah. job they did this last year with the um, uh, with this. Mm-hmm. By the way, just me even acting, I guarantee we just lost a hundred people. <laughs> right? You go to these insurance yeah. conferences, you know these these conventions they put. I'm I like, put all the well. knife away. People are gonna slip their wrist committing suicide. How boring this thing is right, right now. Now, when you host an occur- insurance conference, you also have to tell cops. people. They call they tell people put away yes. the knives, but it's not because they call gonna, security. Things gonna, are thrown around. Yeah, it's, you should see Sapala yeah. and Ricky yeah. Aguilar going at it, bro. Um, Those I mean, two titans. I, I can't wait for our conference in, in uh, at the intense. MGM Grand. I mean, we have one coming up in, in May, but the one in August when we have Mike Tyson on it. Fun. He's going to be at our sales car. Mike Tyson, see the heat of Pete. Let me tell you insane. what Trump said yeah. to the Oscars. Yeah. Here's what Donald Trump said to the Oscars. Donald Trump seizes on Oscars, low uh, uh, Oscar rating to bash telecast. He says, don't be so politically correct and boring. That's bash deadline. Apparently, that's called bashing. If you say, don't be so politically correct and boring. Donald Trump's office emailed a statement to reporters Tuesday in which the former president bashed the Oscars, noting its low ratings and suggesting it return a host to the proceedings 
and change its name back to Academy Awards. <laughs> what used to be called the Academy Awards is now called the Oscars. A far yeah. less important and elegant name had the lowest television rating in recorded history, even much lower than last year, which set another record low. If they keep with the current ridiculous formula, it would only get worse if that's possible. Trump said, go back 15 years. Look at the formula they, they then used. Change the name back to the Academy Awards. Don't be so politically correct and boring and do it right. Also, bring back a great host. These tele- television people spent all their time thinking about how to promote the Democratic Party, which is destroying our country and cancel conservatives and Republicans. That formula certainly hasn't worked very well for the Academy, as President Trump only took to criticize in the telecast, including last year when he bashed Oscar voters for giving best picture to Parasite at a rally, he said to the South uh, Korean film, what the hell was that all about? <laughs> We've got enough problems with South Korea with trade. On top of it, they give the best movie of the year to them. Was it good? I don't know. So there you go. Even Trump had something to say about the Oscars. Well, I, shout out to my wife, baby, my boo-boo, Sheena. She's a big Korean anything. Korean dramas, skin, Korean skin face masks, products, Korean yeah. skin products, yeah. you know, Korean barbecue. Uh, and we did check out Parasite. It was it a good movie to, 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 to be able to say, oh, you know, it, it warrants the, the, the Oscar. I didn't think it was, it was a good movie. I didn't think it was an Oscar uh, uh, worthy uh, type of movie. But when, when you're looking at what he just said here, you know, people want to be entertained. That's why people check out to go see a movie because they want to be entertained. They want to check out of the current reality. And I think with, with the platform that I've seen, and to see what happened to uh, uh, Kevin Hart a few years ago, because he was he was taken out because of tweets he did 12 years ago when he's a comedian, and just to see what uh, these type of uh, things have gone. We haven't watched anything on Sunday nights for a very long time, outside of the fact that we do conference calls on Sunday nights. But there's no desire for me to want to be able to break out from my current schedule versus spend time with my family or, or our business and want to say I want to watch these awards. Well, do, do you agree with uh, Mr. Donald Trump? I agree with Mr. Mazzapala. That's my guy right wow. there. Uh, do I agree with Trump? I think, look, whether I agree with Trump, well, I don't watch the Oscars, so let me just say that. But look where Trump's mind is at right now. He's not worried about trade. He's not worried about policies. He's not worried about climate. But this is he's part worried of about the Oscars. No, he's not worried about he's Oscars. Worried about the he's Oscars. worried about cancel culture silencing yes. an audience. That's what yes. he, if that's what you took from it, you're the kind of person that when you read scripture, you need 15 people to translate it for you. Because you <laughs> may interpret it. Can any of you guys read Hebrew? I can read Hebrew. Okay. Can you actually read Hebrew? Yeah, I can read Honestly, Hebrew. Honestly, can you read yeah, Hebrew? Yeah, I can. Seriously. Seriously. You went to yeah. Hebrew school. Did you watch Passion of Christ? Uh, I, with Mel Gibson? Yeah. I did. Did, did you? Yeah. You know, they were, did you understand the language or no? I can't speak Hebrew. I could read it. But was, was it? I could read it. I can't understand the language. There's a difference. <laughs> I, I thought it was spoken in Aramaic. I was, yeah, that wasn't it. It, 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 it was Aramaic and Assyrian. But uh, Kai, Kai wants to say something. Go ahead, Kai. Uh, I think there's obviously one notable thing to mention as well as what movies really came out last year. I think that's a big thing for, obviously, the Oscars have been going downwards. But a big part of it is what movies came out last year. I so mean, I got a question for you. You say no movies came out last year, but Kevin Hart was hosting. Would you tune in? Say no movies came out last year, but Elon Musk was uh, hosting. Would you tune in? Say no movie, no good movies came out last year, but Ricky Gervais is hosting. Would you tune in? Say no good movies came out last year, but Dave Chappelle is hosting. Would you tune in? Come on. Say no movie. You understand what I'm saying to you? No, absolutely. Say no good movies came out. A good host makes a show. This is why people spend money to bring a great host to any event. An MC makes a concert. An MC makes a wedding. You ever been to a wedding where the MC is like, Okay, make some noise for uh, the the bride and the groom. Okay, awesome. All right. All right, everybody, get up. And let me tell you, we got them coming up here. You know what? (laughs) Family on the left, right, right. Oh, my gosh, what's going on with this guy? You ever gotten up? You're like, what's going on with this host? Kind of makes you move. We went to a uh, uh, New Year's uh, uh, party. 
uh, Persian New Year party at our friend's house, Nader. Okay, just met Nader. Very, I love this guy, man. He's just a classic guy. And we're there at his house in uh, South Florida, uh, South Florida, beautiful home, Harbor Island, the whole, anyways. And we're, you know, standing around. It's me, my wife, she's pregnant. She has no desire to stand up. And I said, babe, we're going to stay for one hour. We'll leave at 1030. I promise you, we left at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Next thing you know, music is playing, all this stuff. They bring these four dancers, girls, four dancers. What do they do? They're the ones that come and grab your hands, oh, and we're running. Floor. Jennifer's like, dude, I'm pregnant. Jennifer is dancing Persian music. I'm <laughs> dancing Persian music because somebody's livening up yeah, the place, yeah. right? Now, imagine if that wasn't there. You're not dancing that night. No, no. I tell you, I'm not dancing yeah. that night if they don't bring me out. Yeah. You need a good host. So, yeah. yes, even though we didn't have any good movies, a host would have changed the show. Yeah. You were gonna say something, uh, Matt? No, I was. I was wondering if you were doing the. I'll tell you one quick story. Uh, I was at uh, a wedding. This was probably. At what age did all your friends start getting married? What age? Late twenties, early thirties. Okay, late twenties, right? Okay. So one of my friends, who was my college roommate, shout out to Nick Garrido if he's watching this right now. Uh, he's is this Colombian. a wedding crasher story? Or I was it... invited, yeah. I, okay. although I have I... crashed many a weddings. But he was like one of our first friends to get married. I think we were like twenty-seven years old. Yeah, ironically, married a girl from San Antonio, so everyone flew to San. We're all broke. We got no one's got money. You're 26, 27 years old. No one's got money, so he's got no money. We're all getting married. This we're guy, all getting married, or no? All, they all like yeah. he, we're all, we all go to the wedding. Yeah, you know we're staying at the La Quinta. It's nothing fancy whatsoever. You know he didn't have a band. He had like a one San Antonio Mexican DJ press and play. This guy did not have the it factor at all. It was a cash bar. Like come on, like. Again, just very low budget wedding. And I mean, by by 11 o'clock, people are like, dude, this is the worst wedding <laughs> ever. Like, people are like, Adam, you gotta get on the mic. You gotta, you got, and I was doing stand up comedy at the time. They're like, dude, you gotta, you gotta go do something, bro. Like, the guy, this guy's wedding's the worst. So I, I go up to the DJ who had basically, he was the DJ and the, the microphone. I was like, hey, buddy, you mind if I take the mic and take over? He goes, please. Like, gives me the, Bro, I go, I go, all right, put this song on Uncle Luke. I go, everybody, circle up, circle up. And I just completely hyped this party. See, I'm like, Grandma, get your ass on the dance floor. Grandma's like, okay. Like, I got the bachelor, and I'm freaking the grandma. I'm getting the bridesmaids going on. But I hyped it up. So what you are saying is maybe I do agree with Donald Trump. You got to get a good host to get go. the party. There it is. I came full circle. I think, I think but a host I, is important. I think what I really took away by what you just saw, what yeah. you just said right now, is the Oscars should hire you next year? I, th I think you're, you're applying <laughs> for a job. I'd hype it up. Go, I'd call out the left. I'd call out the left. I'd call out the right. <laughs> there you go. Take my application. Good. Okay. All right. By so, the way, last last point. Yeah. The the wedding was supposed to end at midnight. We stayed till two in the morning. I we believe you. That, we that, freaked that. You're thing a hype out. guy, though. You're I a good a host. <laughs> you're a hype guy. Yes. Okay. What story do we want to go to next? Let's see what story we got here. Let's go to. Uh, let's go to Biden wanting to spend an extra $80,000 for IRS to enhance enforcement. What a, like a dear thing to do. Let's, let's cover that right there. Very sweet. Page 8. Is that $80 billion, something like that? Biden to seek an extra $80 billion for IRS to enhance enforcement, the Hill says. Yeah, President okay. Biden is expected to pr pr uh, propose giving the IRS an additional $80 billion and added authority to order 
to facilitate his plan to target high earners who avoid paying taxes, the New York Times reported Tuesday. The enforcement is a key part of Biden's plan to pay for his in, uh, social infrastructure legislation. Dubbed the American Families Plan, the effort is expected to cost at least a trillion dollars and is aimed at reducing inequality by making investments in avo- affordable child care and paid family leave, free community college, and other issues. The Times reported that administration officials believe the IRS crackdown could raise as much as $700 billion over the next 10 years, paying for a chunk of the planned bill, citing two sources close to the issue. Uh, the Times reported that the added money and authorities provide the IRS would go along with new disclosure requirements for those who own businesses not organized as corporations and wealthy individuals who could be hiding income. So spending $80 billion to hire more IRS agents, what are your thoughts on that, Adam? I think... Um, Kai, did you get that email from Mario or no? Okay, good. Go ahead. The, the one thing that I'm seeing here is the, is the return on investment. And that's where my mind is at. Whether this is a good idea, a bad idea, I think we can have that debate. And I'm, I'm open to hearing, obviously, different sides of the suggestion. But if he's saying that he's going to propose an $80 billion investment to make back $700 billion, you know, I learned from, I don't want to give you too much kudos and too much praise, but you did uh, at your trip at the SLS, you talked about the incentive trips. And that if you're going to incentivize your sales force with trips and, and gifts and cars, that you need to make at least... 5x on your money, right? That's how you've done your math and your methodology. Look at that. Look at that. Just taking some notes. So I'm taking some notes, and I, you know, I kind of do want to go to Bora Bora one day. So, uh, you know, (laughs) 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 but um, I'll settle for Vegas in in August. I'm good with that, whatever it is. But the point is, if he's looking at it saying, look, if we put in 80 billy and we can get out 700 billy, Joe Biden might just uh, have a good idea in his hands. Whether the That's idea assuming you're gonna get well, seven hundred billion. You know billion what happens over the next when years. you make an assuming. Yeah. So I'm just looking at the return on investment. What do you think, Matt? I, you know, I, when you're looking at this, you know, I, I think there's some uh, improvement, obviously, to the IRS because you know, just just with us filing our paperwork, the IRS just as a just as a business owner, there's such a lag time in getting a response back from the IRS, let alone the uh, the enforcement of, of certain things, but. You know, when we look, when you're looking at enhancing enforcement, you know, anytime a tax uh, plan goes through, they call it the AAFAIA, uh, 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 accountants, attorneys, financial advisors, insurance agents, employment plan, because it keeps, yeah. you know, it keeps such the, a great point. You know, it keeps yeah. everybody What's wanting that to connect with again, it. Matt? AAFAIA, uh, attorneys, accountants, financial advisors, That's and good. you know, That's really good. investment advisors act, employment act, keep to keep them, you know. Uh, in connection with their professionals to make sure that they're using the, there's a difference between tax evasion and tax planning right and so if there's certain legal ways to make sure you have your money in ways that's not being whacked in taxes and it's legal you just got to find the right people that know how to apply those uh, certain things so sure he's going to spend his 80 billion is, is it a pretty lofty expe- uh, expectation for seven or bit i think so but uh, uh, do I think that the infrastructure of the IRS needs to be improved? Because even for us, it's just simple business people just to try to get uh, uh, certain things. Like, for example, when Sheena and I uh, um, got married, they didn't get the, the, our marriage license and all that stuff intact. And they tried to tax us individually versus a, a married filing jointly. And they're trying to get us for uh, X amount of dollars. It stayed, it stayed on our credit report for a minute. 
and it was annoying to get that off. It was an error on their part. We finally got the error from the IRS. So, so certain things just need to be improved with the IRS. I'm not so sure it's going to really happen here with enforcement, though. Yeah, I think the direction they're taking, you know, I, I told my accountant, I said, so what do you think about the tax plan? He says, well, we're pretty excited about it. Said, like, <laughs> he says, because the more money they spend on IRS, the more money we make. Sure. He says, the more you guys get audited, the more we have, you have to pay the fee to us. So there goes the two to $400 yeah. an hour that they're paying us. So he says, for us, for our business, quite honestly, this helps us out. Accountants, mm-hmm. big accounting firms love it anytime the IRS hires more people, right? right. Now, what happens as well with uh, IRS hiring more people? They also get people to spend more time away from work producing to do audits, paperwork, accounting, all that other stuff. So that money and time also goes away from doing what you're doing. Are there people, because what they're, what they're starting to say now is if you have your money, in offshore accounts, they're now categorically calling you a greedy, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Now, here's yeah. one part. I don't have my money in offshore accounts. I don't. I'm, all my money is in America. I'm America. I'm pro-America is what I am. But if a guy wants to put his money in another account that's offshore, I don't consider that being a crook. I don't consider that a scam. Sure. I don't consider that a con artist. I consider that a creative accountant that's telling him to, here's how you're mm-hmm. able to save money. A story came out that said, do we have the story or no, Kai? A story came out talking about how, if you know what direction I'm going with the story here, a story came out talking about how, you know, uh, 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 people are being recommended how to, oh, the tax, uh, uh, how advisors are going to be getting their uh, clients, billionaires are going to find ways to avoid paying the taxes by getting creative with offshore accounts. So Biden wants to touch up on those who are also going to go to offshore and put their yeah. money elsewhere. Anyways, I mean, if you're trying to get more tax money and audit more people, the more money you spend on the IRS, all this means is, folks, the chances of you getting audited in 2021 and 2022 just went up. Mm-hmm. So brace for impact. Your, you're uh, about to get audited. <laughs> yes. Can you comment? You said, look, I'm, I'm pro-America. I keep my money in America. Yeah. I don't have offshore. We called it creative accounting. Give us some insight when you've got you know a nice chunk of change out there. Uh why you said, all right, I could do stuff offshore, but I'm not gonna, and why people do and the incentives. I don't judge it though. If you want to, like, I, like for example, people say, why would you leave California? Why don't you stay in California, go run for governor? I don't want to stay in California. I, we got the Major Williams who reached out to us. Mm-hmm. You know, Major Williams, the gentleman that's yeah, running, running for, for governor of California. More, listen, we're gonna give him the platform. He's gonna come out here, we're gonna have a great conversation with him. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait. And because what I like about his approach, when we talk about adding the tourist tax, he watched the video. He immediately added to this website that, hey, we are going to be doing a tourist tax. So I'm excited about wow. it. Wow. He, he, he added has a couple it. Of- yes, he added it. He's going to do California tourist tax and lower the taxes. He's a valley tanner. He's a valley tanner. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be on <laughs> here. We're sick. excited to have him. But, we'll have, but I moved from uh, you know, California to Texas. Why? I thought it was a better place for me to be, both for business, for family, for safety, for many different reasons. I felt I was more welcomed in the state of Texas, then I was welcomed in the state of California. So then I went and went and moved to work, to now being in Florida. I love Texas, I love Florida. I wanna raise my kids here at this point of our lives, okay? To somebody may say, why would you leave Texas to Florida? I chose to move to Texas to Florida. If I talk to a billionaire and he says, I got $100 million in an offshore account at the Caribbean or whatever it is, great, more power to you. What does that save you? 20 million a year, okay, great, phenomenal. The guy met a COVID who bought Beeple's uh, every day for $69.3 million, lives in, um, lives in uh, Singapore, right? We were doing our taxes the other day. A couple of weeks ago, we're doing our taxes, and it's going through. How much do you have here? How much do you have here? How much do you have here? 
There was hundreds of disclosures that we have to answer on what we have. Wow. In Singapore, you don't answer no, nothing. Anything. You leave just it alone. Your income taxes, you go and you go about your business, right? Guess what? That's pretty attractive. Now, some industries could move to Singapore. Other industries that need people cannot move to Singapore. If your business more online and you can do it being online, like if you're in the crypto space, digital space, e-commerce, e-commerce yeah. you can be in Singapore. But I can't be in Singapore. Yeah. I like being here for my business. I'm not going to judge the guy that went to Singapore. A lot of podcasts move their podcasts to where in America. Do you remember what the movement was? What state? Uh, uh, everybody Tennessee. was Tennessee. No, uh, no, no, no. Or, Puerto Rico. Oh, oh Because really? of their program that they came up with, which I think it's called 420 program, which means mm -hmm. you only pay 4% yeah. of taxes for 20 years. Federal is only 4% wow. taxes for 20 years. So podcasters are like, Look, I'm just running a podcast. I don't have to be in California for a podcast. <laughs> I don't have to be in New York for a podcast. It's me and three employees. Why do I need to be in New York or in Texas or California? A podcaster moves to Puerto Rico. What are you going to do? You're going to judge him for moving to Puerto Rico? No more power to you, buddy. You go out there and save your money. So yeah. anytime you do these kinds of things, what they don't realize is the world is filled with smart people who are going to find creative ways yeah. to minimize having to pay taxes. Mm -hmm. the, the world is filled with it. And, and what people don't realize is you can go try to tax people as much as you want. Here's what's going to happen with corporations. Corporations never pay taxes. Let me say that one more time. <laughs> corporations never pay taxes. What do you mean, Pat? Okay, so Biden yesterday in his speech said what? Do you know that 50% of corporations paid 0% in taxes and they made $50 billion? All went to the CEO. Yeah, all went to the whatever, right? They paid no taxes last year. Okay, yes. You raise your taxes. Corporate taxes. Corporations are still not going to pay taxes. Well, what do you mean? Well, let me explain it to you. It's very simple. Corporations pay lots of money to accountants to address the tax issue. The accountants who are best at what they do, they educate their clients the best. And corporations, in order to make that money, because how many pennies are in a dollar? If we make taxes 90%, how many pennies are in a dollar? Ten. Still 100 if we make taxes 0%, how many pennies are in a dollar? 100. If we make, you understand, yeah, no matter yeah, what yeah. you do, there's only 100, 100 pennies 100, in a dollar. 100. And the margins for a company, what margins do companies have to run on? Say 10 or 20%. No matter what you do, the margins are the margins. Yeah. So if you decide to increase corporate tax rate and hire $80 billion worth of people to work for the IRS, corporations will not pay taxes. They will either raise the price of the product, the price of the service, Hire less, get rid of some of their commercial property, which means real estate industry will take it. It doesn't matter. Corporations will not pay the taxes. The tax gets passed down to the service they offer goes up. The burger is not going to be six bucks. It'll be ten bucks. The pizza is not going to be nine ninety nine. It'll be thirteen ninety nine. Okay. The the soda you were buying, like the other day, I went and bought a piece of bazooka gum. You, you know those pe <laughs> the, uh, bubble yum, bubble gum, whatever they are? Mm -hmm. You remember those bubble yums, yeah, of right? Course. You know what it was 20 years ago? 49 cents. cents. Yeah. You know what I paid for the thing? 259. I'm like, I looked at it. I said, how much was this? 7-Eleven. <laughs> 259. What for? You mean to tell me this thing, this thing's price has 5X in the last 20 years? Yes. That makes no sense to me. Well, it makes all the sense in the world. Corporations don't pay taxes. They don't pay taxes because there's only 100 pennies in a dollar. No matter how nice you want to look, they're not going to pay the taxes. They're going to pass it down to their customers. The customers end up paying the highest price. Whatever you're buying today, folks, it's about to go up. 
Whatever yeah. you're buying today is about to and go. Same thing can be said about raising wages. Uh, I mean, let's, let's get the he federal raise about fifteen bucks an hour. Yeah. That's right. So the same thing's going to happen. The customer is going to pay for that. There's there's almost so much you can you know, you can hit a company with. And th- you know, I see both sides of that argument. But when I see you know uh, people demanding a fifteen dollar an hour, that's thirty one. Was it thirty one thousand two hundred dollars a year? You still can't live on that. You can't even buy the average house. And we look we looked at a report about what the average income you need to make to buy the average house per state. In Illinois, it's fifty-four thousand, sixty thousand dollars you need to make a year to buy the average house in Illinois. And we're talking about all of Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, California, six figures. You need to make six figures to buy the average house in California. So fifteen bucks an hour will not save you. It'll help you up a little, pull you up a little bit, but it's not going to help you, you know, achieve that. The challenge is an American dream. The yep. challenge is to encourage people to uh, learn new skill sets. Hundred percent. The challenge is to learn new skill sets. Okay. Uh, Matt, in the last two years, what new skill sets have you learned? Adam, in the last two years, what new skill sets have you learned? YouTube, social media, uh, marketing. Uh, Your um, channel's about to be 100,000. You guys got yeah. 87,000, 88,000, seven-figure yeah. squad. Crazy, yeah. bro. Seven-figure squad, yeah. Yeah. Less, so, yeah. So you learn YouTube. Mm-hmm. You learn social media. What other new skill sets I, have you learned? I learned how to be go- a good boss to employees and a good driver, sales leader to 1099 independent Very different dynamic. Correct. What else have you learned the last two years? Kai, I mean, what have you learned last two years? I'm going to come to you next. What yeah, have you learned the last two years? I've learned how to manage my time better. Kai? I know how. I've learned how to um, be a better salesperson and be a better leader. And um, I've learned clearly everything. I'd, I'd never done a podcast before. Social, this. I've video, social, teleprompter. I, Pat taught me how to use. <laughs> Pat yeah. taught me how to use Twitter uh, a couple weeks ago. He said I got to get on that. Point is, I think where you're going here, if you're not if you're not improving, you're you're slowly dying. Is your value team and economics episode doing better now or better five months ago when you started? Better now, better night now. and day. Is yeah. that a fair assessment? Yeah, I'm getting better. I'm more I'm more confident. I'm more. What did we do engaged. to make it better? Do we hire some people? We hired some people. Do you have a yeah. team that's helping you out? Shout out to my guy Marcel. Do you have yeah. a team of editors that are helping you out? Yeah, for did sure. Did you kind of make the set a little bit better? And did we figure yeah. out ways to make the set better by studying improve, how to make the improve, set better? Improve, yeah. yes. Kai, what have you learned the last couple of years? Skill sets, new skill sets that's helped you increase your value in the marketplace. Uh, I mean, obviously, YouTube, social media, um, not only leading, but also managing people yep. now. Uh, events, running events, preparing for events, um, research, content creation. Uh, so a lot of stuff. A bunch that. of different things, yeah. right? And then on top of that, every week when we're doing this stuff, we're learning new things, yes, right? Okay, yes. if you want to increase your market value, forget about the 15 bucks an hour. Go learn five new skill sets. Go learn how to do something. Yep. I mean, that's the best solution to fight against minimum wage. I didn't hear one time somebody talking about yesterday when Biden spoke, go learn a new skill set. Boom, zero. Let's go improve ourselves. Let's put the onus on the person rather than it's unfair, it's unfair, crisis, 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 crisis. It's unfair, it's unfair. Stop telling me how unfair it is. Tell me, challenge me. Put the onus on me. Challenge me to get better. Yes, I understand there are certain things that happen. When he said, he said something yesterday. It's not people's fault that we send a check to them. It's not people's fault that they lost a job or they lost a restaurant. I agree. It's not. It's the government's it's fault. fault. It's the policies of states like California and New York that decided to <laughs> shut everybody down. <laughs> Illinois. How come Florida didn't take the similar hit? How come Texas, Texas. didn't take a similar hit? How come some of these states didn't take? So what you're saying is you're right. It is not their fault. It's the politician's fault. I agree with you. He himself said it's our fault, Correct. but he didn't say it. He didn't say it. He just said it's not your fault. It's the virus's fault. It's not the virus's fault. Crisis is going to happen for a long time. It's the politicians who lead that state's yep. fault who don't know how to manage a crisis. Okay? He, 
Cuomo was be was supposed to be the next president just 11 months ago. Mm-hmm. Newsom was supposed to be the next president just 11 months ago. Now, if you look at what just happened recently, if we can go to page <laughs> 7, go to page 7 with this recall in the yeah. state of California, some people just a few months ago were saying they don't think this is going to be taking place. Well, now, Governor Gavin Newsom to face recall election as Republican-led effort hits Signature goal, L.A. Times. Propelled by growing voter frustration over California's response to COVID-19 pandemic, a Republican-led drive to remove Governor Newsom from office collected enough voter registration to qualify for the ballot state official reported Monday, triggering for only the second time in state history a rapid-fire campaign to decide whether or whether to oust a sitting governor. Recall backers submitted more than 1.495 verified voter registration equal to 12% of all ballot cast in the last Goober uh, national election meeting the minimum threshold to force a special recall election, according to a tally released by Secretary of State Shirley Weber. Two and a half years ago, Newsom won the governor uh, office by the largest margin of modern history, capping the telegenic Democratic steady rise to the pinnacle of California politics that began in 1996 when San Francisco Mayor Willie Brown appointed him to the city's Parking and Traffic Commission. So when you do that, this is what happens. What are the voters in California responding to? To the way you managed a crisis Crisis. called COVID. Now the people get to vote. Kai, can you pull up that article I sent to you? Pull up that article I sent to you. This is is interesting to look at. And this kind of leads me to the next two links that I sent to you. That's uh, the Reuters one. But let's not go to Reuters yet. First, go to the Newsom article I sent you. Uh, that shows what percentage of Democrats supported and didn't support. But anyways, Adam, what do you think about this? I mean, with Newsom. Yeah, I mean, what? There's a couple of different lessons here. Number one is a fall from grace. I mean, he had the largest margin of victory since what? When did they say? Since '96. So you're talking about a guy who was beloved. You know, I don't want to use that term too loosely, but very liked. And now, even Democrats are like, "Yeah, dude, this guy. I mean, come on, man. I mean, not, not so much." And I think ultimately your point is crisis management. How are you handling a crisis? You're going to be dealing with the crisis no matter what state you're in, no matter what country you're in. How do you respond to that? Like how many times? It's kind of like, you know, you can fall, you get knocked down 10 times, get up, get up 11. He mismanaged this crisis completely. I know he was the, I know we joke he was the U-Haul employee of the year. <laughs> and um, that he was, uh, what's the... Laundry, the restaurant in, in San Francisco, he was eating out. He was telling people. So, not what to caused stay. this? So, what, what caused this? One is hypocrisy. You're telling mm-hmm. me to stay home, but you're at French Laundry. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're telling me not to put any parties, but you're going to a party with 350 people with no one wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're, you're uh, messing with Elon Musk and you're telling him they can't work, but Elon Musk calls you out. Then you eventually say, okay, you guys can get to work. And then Elon Musk leaves. You have the number one podcaster in the world, a guy named George, uh, Joe Rogan. You end up losing him. Okay. You got a guy who's. Oracle is sitting there. The guy's upset, so he, you know, has plans of leaving. You got companies that are wanting to leave their headquarters to a different place. You got a city like San Francisco that the world loves going to to stay for vacation, one of our favorite places to go to. Now it's a mess. There's a website saying what places poops sitting around when you're walking the city of San Francisco. Mm -hmm. There's a poop watch website for San Francisco. How pathetic is that? And you're the governor, not the mayor, not a congressman. Not a senator. You're essentially the president of the sixth largest economy in the world, and you've screwed up the last 12 months. And you were so excited to impeach the president twice. Guess what? 
Now it's coming back. <laughs> now it's coming back at you, and you don't like it. And here's what he had to say yesterday. If you can pull up his tweet, I send a tweet to you as well, Kai. I don't know if you have it. Uh, his tweet says the Republican recall. By the way, I want to actually watch that video as well. So hold the video. We'll go to it in a second to raise the volume. I want everybody to watch the video as well. Yeah, but hang tight on that video. You can actually, uh, yeah. The Republican recall threatens our values and seeks to undo the important progress we've made from fighting COVID to helping struggling families protect our government, uh, our protect our environment and passing common sense gun violence solutions. There's too much at stake. He doesn't get a lot of likes. He get a ton of comments, not enough tweets. Can you flip the screen? There you go to do it that way. If you can make that screen bigger and play the video and tell me if this is a motivational video or scaring the hell out of your video. What, what kind of a movie is this? Watch this. Go ahead. And Newsom, anti-vaccine QAnon extremists, violent white supremacists like the Proud Boys who attacked our nation's capital on January 6th, and the same right-wing Republican politicians who supported Donald Trump's attempt to overturn the election. Of course, paid for by the Republican National Committee. Instead of helping fight the pandemic, national Republicans are coming to fight Californians. Stop the Republican recall. It's a power grab. Knock it off. Who's behind? They're not coming. So no. where's the responsibility? Why are they not going after other liberal states? Yep. Why are they coming after you? Yeah. Okay. So, Matt, what do you think about it's, this? It's, uh, it's, uh, so to answer your first question, it is a fear-based, uh, fear-based type of ad campaign. Kai, go back to the main article, please. Go ahead. You know, when, when, I, was stationed, when I was stationed in California as, as a United States Marine, I, we, we loved Cal- Southern, Cal- over there, Southern California, uh, uh, Dana Point, Newport Beach area, San Diego. And one, one thing I've, it's always befuddled me as I was growing my business, I got at the military, started growing my business in California, is Chicago's got some horrible traffic. But L.A., damn. Yeah. That is some traffic Legit. out there. And, and I, all I'm thinking, when I think about one word, when I think about California, I think one word, I think bottleneck. So many things are bottlenecked over there. It's, it's sadly poorly run. Nobody trusts the public school system there in, in California. Everything's about the private school in California. Uh, you know, when you think about these businesses and even parts of Hollywood, who's also recruiting people out of uh, California is um, Tyler uh, Perry. Mm-hmm. He's recruiting Hollywood to shoot movies in his uh, uh, Georgia Atlanta? location. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Beautiful campus, by the way. And so when, when you're thinking about that, you have this great opportunity. I think you, you mentioned something a lot when you're, when you're coaching us, PBD. You said you forget what it's like to be the new guy. I wonder if you forgot what it was like to be that new guy in 1996 when he was reported to the Parking and Traffic Commission. I wonder what it feels like to be just a normal citizen. Because sometimes when you have that element of power yeah. and you're sitting there in Sacramento, you're sitting there as a governor, number one in charge, you kind of forget what it's like to relate to the brand new person there struggling in that L.A. traffic. My thoughts. I can see that. What are you saying? Anything think, else? You know, being that I'm a Florida boy, born and raised in Miami, and I lived in all throughout Florida, it's. I actually had this conversation with Ricky, and uh, when last time when we, we had dinner, and I basically completely understood why he's so anti-democratic party. Uh, where I was like, dude, I, we're we're. I'm. My my point is this: there's a big difference between a Florida Democrat and a California Democrat. <laughs> Just like there's a big difference between being a California Republican and an Alabama Republican. So I think part of the problem in this country is that when you're so far left or you're so far right, the best ideas don't win. The best ideas typically win in Florida because we're a purple state. And you and people are like, well, you know, I, I could go this way. I, I can maybe think this way. And a 10% movement of the uh, voting block could actually determine an election. You can do. You could be the best Republican candidate in California, 
And unless your name is Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's going to be very hard to win anything because I'm guessing 70% of the voting contingency, uh, constituency in California is going to be Democrat. So you have to convert 20% just to get to 50%. So, Kai, say, can you get to the bottom of the article that shows how many Democrats voted for this? It's the link I sent you. Is this the one I sent you? Yeah. Keep going, keep going, keep going. keep. There it is, right there. Okay, flip the screen to go on the big screen, guys, instead of being on me. Make it a little bit bigger. Make it a little bit bigger. Go uh, Control Plus. Doesn't do it. Okay, there you go. How California and different parties would vote on the Newsom recall. As of March 30th, only 40% of likely voters said they vote yes to remove governor, while about 8 in 10 Republicans would vote to remove Newsom. 8 in 10 Democrats would vote to keep him in. Look at that. All likely mm-hmm. voters, 40% want this guy out. 15% of Democrats. So that video they said about, uh, you know, uh, it's only Republicans, Republican funded. No, 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 no. 15% of Democrats in the state of yep. California, they want you out. 79% Republicans, I understand, want you out. 42% of independents want you out. By the way, you know which which of those uh, three matters the most to get elected? By far and away, independence. Of course it yeah, is. And 42% converted. of them want you out. They're not talking about that, that ad that they propose. Republicans this. No, no, no. 42% of independents mm-hmm. want, want you out. out. So it's not a Republican thing. It's an right. independent thing. Mm-hmm. Who wins president elections? Independence. Correct. Independence, the vote you want to win the president election. Correct. That tells you everything here. Right. Because so they can say anything they want with the videos and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Nope, it's not just the Republicans. Well, it's, it's like also what the you always talk about that 46% of people are going to vote Democrat, 44% of people are going to vote Republican. That's it. Like, is that the number? 40, 46, I think it's 42? 44, 42. 44, 42. Point yeah. is that it's low to mid 40s. You're locked in, bro. You're not a free thinker. This yeah. is it. it is what it is. It's baked in the cake. I don't want to hear what the other side has to say. I don't give a shit if they're right, if they're wrong. I'm voting for Trump. I don't give a shit. I'm going for Biden. It is what it is. And I think what our country needs and yearns for in any time that we talk about a third-party candidate, would you vote for The Rock? Would you vote for McConaughey? Well, may fucking be because (laughs) independent thinking is probably the best course of action at this point because – if you're just too dead set on an ideal and not, I'm sorry, on a candidate and not an actualized set of ideals, then you you can't be swayed and your free thinking doesn't matter. That'd be an interesting thing to see if The Rock actually votes, I'm sorry, actually runs for president and how many votes he would actually bring. Would you, would you think he'd run in the Democratic platform? I think it would be a Democrat. Okay. I think he should probably have a Republican uh Vice President. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that'd but, be smart. I'd like to see something like that. By the way, high, shout out to The Rock's party. younger step-cousin, Matt Cipolla, for being ah. here today. Thank you, bro. <laughs> we, it, we're still far from cracking this thing over. Maybe, maybe I come back another time. Terramana. we got to get to 3,500. Okay, so next story. Let's talk about what happened with Erdogan and Biden's Armenian genocide. Mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty interesting story that's yeah. being built up, yeah. and I, I don't think it's going to go away because Turkey is not too happy about it. It's on page seven. Erdogan calls on Biden to reverse calling mass killings of Armenians a genocide. This is an NBC story. Biden's historic declaration on Saturday has infuriated t- uh, Turkey, which has said the announcement has opened a deep wound in relations. Ankara, Turkish president, recap. Type Erdogan called on President Joe Biden to immediately reverse his declaration that the 1950 massacres of Armenians in the Ottoman Empire constituted a genocide, a move he said was upsetting and diminished bilateral ties. Biden's historic declaration on Saturday has infuriated. We know that the NATO ally in his first comments since Biden's statement, Erdogan said the wrong step 
would hinder ties and advise the United States to look in the mirror, adding Turkey still sought to establish good neighborly ties with Armenia. The U.S. president has made baseless, unjust, untrue remarks about the sad events that took place in our geography over a century ago. Erdogan said after a cabinet meeting and repeated a call for Turkish and Armenian historians to form a joint commission to investigate the events. I hope the U.S. president will turn back from his wrong step as soon as possible. If you say genocide, then you need to look at yourself in the mirror and make an evaluation. The Native Americans, I don't, I don't even need to mention uh, them. What happened is clear. He said in a reference to the treatment of Native Americans by European settlers. While all these truths are out there, you cannot pin the genocide accusations on the Turkish people. Do you have any strong opinions on this yourself? I'm just curious what you got to say. Okay. So do you have anything on that or no? I just, I wanted to obviously get your opinion on this. Well, I think just stating facts, a million Armenians were killed by, on the, uh, uh, by by the Ottoman empire in uh, 1915. And obviously, working for an, uh, an Armenian, a Syrian, Middle Eastern, Iranian, and my friend Tigran and Moral, I've learned to understand this. And being a Jew uh, whose great aunts and uncles and great grandparents were killed in the Holocaust, anytime you hear the word genocide or Holocaust, it brings up a sore subject. So I know it's a, a touchy subject for all Armenians. And this is actually, whether you're a fan of Biden or not, something that I, I, I would assume uh, you applaud. Yeah, well, I, I I did a video about it, and I yeah. said, you know, uh, kudos to them for doing it because this is a NATO. This is a this is a country that's part of NATO. Turkey yep. is, and yep. this is a country that's got U.S. military bases there that we kind of need. The it's biggest, a couple Air Force bases, biggest, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a country that is the most powerful military in the Middle East. This is a country that is uh, uh, both close to Russia and close to U.S. Is this going to push them to get closer to Russia? The good news is, Turkey still needs. America, it relies on America for their commerce, for their business. And within Turkey, there are people in Turkey that are glad this took place. And they really? publicly talked wow. about it. And Erdogan's tried to silence them, but there's a community that's saying, let's just get out there and say, it. we did this and let's get it over with. So this is not a good place right now for Erdogan, but let me give you a what if. Let me give you a what if. Uh, what was that movie that, uh, that was, was Christian uh, the, promise. the Promise. Phenomenal Grim, movie, The yeah. Promise. Is that Kirk Kirkorian? Kirk Kirkorian. He spent $100 million, and I think the movie didn't make any money, but it wasn't a goal of his to make money. He just wanted to make a very good movie. Christian, great actors. If you've never seen it, it's fantastic. But uh, here's the biggest what if. What if Biden turns on this? What if Biden takes, you know, because sometimes Biden gets up there and says something, and then AOC says something. It's like, well, we do have to kind of change our position. They are kind of right, and then he backtracks. If he does that... That's a different story. Do I think it's going to happen? I don't think that's going to be taking place for him to backtrack. But I also don't think Erdogan is done with. I don't think Erdogan is done with. I don't think Erdogan's going to sit here and accept this. You have to understand, if this gets all the way to the top and it's official, what comes next is reparations. And reparations in a genocide, just like Germany had to pay, it's like comps. You know how you buy a house? And you say this house is worth $600,000. The guy says, no, this is a 750 house. Show me the comps. They pulled three houses next to you that just sold for seven fifty, and the houses one of them was smaller than yours. Guess what? This is a seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's not a six hundred thousand dollars. Then the buyer says, "Okay, fine, I'll pay you seven fifty, right?" When it comes down to events like this, Holocaust, you know, the Cambodian genocide, the Armenian genocide, the Assyrian genocide, the Greek genocide done by the Ottoman Empire, there's going to be some comps being made. And when these Armenian folks who are working at DC make these comps. This is not going to be a $50 billion reparation. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be a $100 billion reparation. 
This is going to be a massive number that Turkey is going to be forced to pay. That's going to take them decades to pay, maybe 50 years to pay. Won't be a small chunk of change. It'll be close to a trillion dollars, I believe. The number is going to be a big number for them to pay. So Turkey doesn't want that to happen. All the proof is now coming out, and if that takes place, this will not only be a good look worldwide for Turkey, this will not be a good look for Turkey when it comes down to their pockets. And the pockets mm-hmm. is what they're also worried about tremendously. History, pride, pocket, all that's going to come together as Armenians are going to go to D.C. next saying, now that you call this a genocide, here's what comes next. Mm-hmm. So then they're going to be pushing to support a certain amount of, you know, because they are a NATO ally, all this stuff. It won't be pretty. The next two, three, four, five years are going to be very, very strong negotiations. And uh, I don't know how it's going to end. I don't know how it's going why to end. Did, what, why did Biden do this? What, what were his in- incentives and motivation for doing this, especially within his first 100 days? He yeah. Had, he had to know he was going to face backlash. He had to have counsel that yeah. said, look, if you do this, especially within your first 100 days, you're going to get pushed back by Erdogan. They're a NATO ally. Why did he do this? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, first of all, who does this help, Republicans or Democrats? Process it that way. You already know the answer because well, I've spoken to you about it. Obviously, it helps who does Democrats. This help? He's not going to do this to hurt does Democrats. Does this help Democrats or Republicans? Democrats. Who does it help? Democrats. You say Democrats. Okay, tell me why. Well, I don't think Biden is going to do anything to, to help Republicans. Republicans. Okay, okay. got it. But, I mean, I don't know. You probably have a different You ready philosophy. for this? No one's talking about this part here. Yeah. Here's, what, here's what it is. Um, are there more Turkish Americans or Armenian Americans? Hello. You're more Turkish. Way more yes. Turkish Americans. Okay, it's about five x the number. Some say it's mm-hmm. three, some say it's seven. Let's say it's five x more. How many Turkish Americans are offended? I would assume a good amount. Okay. Right. He just lost them. Which means, if it's mathematically Republicans won. Because mm-hmm. if you won, say two hundred thousand Armenian votes, you may have lost. 600,000 Turkish votes. Turks now may sit there and say, it was a Democrat who passed the Armenian genocide. Armenians are going to say what? It was a Democrat Mm -hmm. who passed the Armenian genocide. So Armenians are going to vote even. Some are going to flip, and they're going to go from Republican, Democrat, and they're going to say what? See, here's why I'm going to vote for who? Biden. Biden, Because, you know, Armenian grandmas, mothers are going to say, the Republicans could never do this. A a Democrat. So that's the part, right? And Turkish are going to say, I told you. Republicans were on our side. Like that, that's kind of how this stuff's going to be because most people are not following politics. Okay. It's just elementary, right? So in a way, voting-wise, the Turkish are offended. So they're going to go one side. This is not an Armenian message here. I'm just giving you a logical, mathematical, sure. one audience is well, bigger in America than so the my, other. My question was, why would Biden do it? Is it a misstep? What? I don't know if it was a misstep, but... He must have said, look, I got 100 days to get this done. I'm rolling out COVID. I'm doing immigration reform. Yeah. I got to do everything with the border. Typically, we got 15 million. Typically we got to get this Armenian judgment. Why do you do it? Here's how typically it could be. It could be as simple as, hey, you want me to do this? Like, hey, Bezos, why is it the day before him voting for union, Bezos goes out there and says, I support a tax increase. And then the next day, union didn't work on the city, state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, maybe something was happening there. I don't know. Maybe... Somebody agreed to do three other uh, uh, favors for him, but the one favor he has to give in return is to make sure the Armenian... You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. 
There's 50 different things on the table to negotiate. You give me this, I give you this. Mm. It's like exchanging cards in Monopoly. You give me electric, I'll give you utilities, I'll give you railway, I'll give you this Atlantic, you give me boardwalk mm. for these three properties, I'll give you Illinois. There's 50 pieces behind closed doors that are being negotiated right now. You just don't know what those negotiations are. It's not like it's public. So this may have been one of those things in there that he just had to go out there and make an announcement of. We will never know. Do you think this might just be me being naive or just being a nice little soy boy over here? Do you think <laughs> that he actually did it because it was just the right thing No, to I do? don't think so. It was. It, it happened. I don't think a so. A million people were murdered. It was a genocide. It was a massacre. I don't think so. And I have very strong opinions. I, I think it's the right thing to I don't do. Think you don't think he has no, that? No, I don't, don't think so because I think Obama would, would have done it. I think Obama's a nice guy. I don't think so because I think Bush would have done it. He's a pretty nice guy. I, 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 don't, I don't think it's that factor. I just think there's other things we don't know about and maybe we'll never know about until somebody writes about it in their book like a Jim Baker that we'll read about 20, 30 years from now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, the movie Argo came out when? 30 years after what happened yeah, at the yeah, event. Yeah, you can't do yeah. the movie because CIA rules, what, 30 years. So certain things we're not going to know for, I think it's 30 years. Certain things we're not going to okay. know for a long time. As an, as an Armenian, yeah. are, you Very least, happy for are you at least thankful yeah, that he did Yeah, 100. This? I okay. made a video about yeah, yeah, it. It's no, not I about know. if I'm thankful. I, I applauded yeah. him for making this decision, and I said thank you. I think it's All a right. great thing that took place. Just a side note on, on reparations, $1.3 billion was paid from America to Native American tribes between 1946 and 1978. $1.6 billion paid to Japanese from America in 1988. There you go. But over $90 billion was paid to Germany uh, and distributed over uh, $91.9 billion to the Jewish victims okay. of the Holocaust. But so, this is actually, you know, extrapolating that court, for, courts. For, com. But that's a response to Erdogan, what he just said. So what er- right. Erdogan's saying, right. the fact that we did pay reparations. Yeah. So yes, we did mm-hmm. it, we claimed it, we addressed it, and mm-hmm. we're paying for it. Mm-hmm. A lot of these casinos mm-hmm. that are on their land, you have to pay. Them. By the way, our uh, Pocahontas, uh, what's her name? Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren, Warren was able to get college scholarship because she said she's what? Native American. Native American, which is one one thousandth Native <laughs> and American. DNA. So, yeah. which means a lot of our colleges and scholarships support Native <laughs> Americans, right? America's done that to support them because they know they banned up to what they did, mm-hmm. right? Okay, great. So now, Erdogan, since you're misstep, somebody in politics needs to go out and tweet out and give these stats to say, hey, Here's what really happened. So next time you make a claim like that to your people, make sure you know the data on what America did to support them. They mm. screwed up, and they came back and said, we're sorry. Here's what we're doing to make up for it. Whether well, that's he, acceptable or not, that at that time it was acceptable. You're saying because he used that example about Native Americans. Exactly. Mm. Reparations. He needs comps. to eat his words for saying something like that. Yes, that's exactly. Now watch this. Let me show you something here. Kai, pull up, pull up what happened to who's. Uh, so the census came out with some numbers. Every time census comes out, you also see what states won, what states lost. Okay, the U.S. Census hands more House seats to Republican <laughs> strongholds, Texas and Florida. If you go a little bit higher, go a little bit higher. The number came out. We have now 331,449,281, according to the Census Bureau. 7.4% uh, increase over 2010, representing the second lowest growth of any decade in history. Second lowest growth in any history, which means we're not making as many babies, which means not a lot of people are doing three, four, five babies. A lot of people are doing one One. or two babies or two cats. (laughs) Who knows, right? (laughs) But if you go a little higher with the 435 seats we have in the house, if you go a little higher, go a little higher, go a little, keep going, keep going. And now go do control plus to make that tighter so everybody can see it. Go a little bit control plus, bring it up. Okay, so check this out. California lost the seat. Look at that. New York lost the seat. Left. California, left. Penn, left. Ohio, left. Um, West Virginia, Michigan, 
Illinois, Michigan left, Illinois left. They lost, right? Now, Oregon left, picked one up. Montana picked one up. Montana. Colorado picked one up. Carolina, pro business, picked one up. Florida, pro business, picked one up. Texas, really pro business, picked two seats up. <laughs> What's wow. the difference between orange and, and blue? Just to uh, Orange is lost. Orange, you lost the seat. If you look at the top, it says no change, lost one seat, gained two seats, But does it say Republican seat. or Democrat, or how are they breaking this down? Well, no, like, you just okay. know Texas and Florida. You know, being in a, That's why they're saying they're, they're considering Florida a Republican state. Oh. You're saying purple, but Reuters is saying Florida is a Republican state. I am saying state. purple. But by the way, FYI, here's something to also be thinking about with this. This measure, you know when people say, well, no one's moving to other states. No one's leaving California. This says they are. 100%. This says people. This this is the U.S. Census Bureau. So all these nice it's articles just written little. by Bloomberg that yeah. just came out like last week, people are actually not leaving the state of California. Uh, the Census Bureau, who's not Republican, Democrat, or Independent, is saying they are. Okay? Because the way seats are changed is by who's losing people to the other state. If Texas got two seats, as people are moving to Texas. Texas. <laughs> We're about to be moving. So, I mean, PBD, I mean, this is not a small loss to us. No, it's not. It's such a population decrease yes. that you're actually gaining a seat to represent that population move to another, to another state. Yeah, there's no question to. about that. There's no question about that. And by the way, yesterday, when you look at Biden's speech, did you guys see Biden's speech yesterday? Yeah. Did you kind of go through a little yes, bit the highlights? What do you think about it from uh, Biden's uh, uh, speech he gave yesterday, well, State think, of the Union? I think um, you can't help but recognize that, look, everyone thought, uh, not even being political here, everyone thought that Biden was a bumbling fool and he's Sleepy Joe and there's no way he could get stuff done and he's got dementia and he put him in the old age home and a lot of people underestimated him. He beat Trump. And now, who is he being compared to? There's one comparison that he keeps... Jimmy Carter. No. What do you mean, Jimmy Carter? He Don't keeps, say FDR. He keeps being compared to FDR and the New Deal. Oh whether whether you agree with that or not. For, for overspending, yeah, he is. You're right. Okay. He is. For not, 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 he's being compared to FDR for overspending. Okay. Yeah. The New Deal. Yeah. The New it's Deal It's the changed. highest increase ever since World War II. And we okay. didn't have a war. But it's the well, highest increase ever. we did kind of have a war. He Due said, to policies. He said specifically... We, uh, we're a nation in crisis. Uh, we have the worst pandemic in a century. Yeah. I'm using his words, PVD. I can I use, can I quote the president? Fear-mongering nonstop. It's the worst, <laughs> but this, this is true. It's the worst pandemic in a century. It's the worst, worst economic crisis since the Depression. Yep. And quote-unquote, I don't have to know about this one, it's the worst attack on democracy since the Civil War. All I'm saying is he is being compared to FDR because he's basically rolling out the 2020 version of the New Deal. Whether you agree with the, the, new, the new Deal comparisons or not, that is the comparison he's getting. Is it fair or unfair? I don't know. What do you think? You know, when, when you're looking at... Did the, you have too much vanilla ice cream it, <laughs> Did you so, wake up to vanilla ice cream? Vanilla so, ice cream. My apologies. Get it right. I will never say that again. Go ahead. I, I, uh, I forget the comparison. The first thing I thought when I was watching the, uh, the Biden um, speech, I was thinking about it being an Oprah show. You get a car, you get a car, you get a car, you get this, Pretty you get much. that. Bring, and one side of the aisle, ah, steady ovation. The other side of the aisle, sit down, nothing nothing being said. Checking check their Facebook check, account. Check underneath your seat for a free book because everything is free on the government. Everything we're going to be providing for you, this, that, raise $15, free college, all these different things. That's the way I felt overall. I was looking for, I was actually looking for some meat. I was actually looking for something that would be helpful 
in, in my current situation as a first generation uh, entrepreneur, immigrants, uh, cash flow, millionaire, et cetera, et cetera. But I was looking for something that I couldn't actually find useful. Didn't really find it. But back to our early conversations about taxes, et cetera. I think it played out here. I think one thing that I'm, I'm learning, learning, like we talked about improving, learning, growing, uh, is that I think Biden's heart is in the right place. I just don't know if his math is in the right place. And uh, I know you're a big math guy. And uh, what's the famous quote? If you're young and you don't and you're not a Democrat, you have no heart. If you're older and you don't uh, and you're, you're not, not a Republican, Republican you, don't you have, have no head. You have a brain. brain. So I, I'd like to think that I'm someone who's got a heart and is starting to use their brain a little bit more. You know. <laughs> All right. So I, I look, I think there's, it's not a zero sum game. I think there's parts of Biden's proposals because keep in mind these are proposals they're not executive actions there's going to be votes on this uh are i do agree with and there's some that are hard to palate especially with the higher taxes and, and everything like that but I, I did want to draw some analogies and comparisons there are certain things that he's used that that reminded me of trump buy american american first right jobs 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 drug prices are too damn high china where you know what he said I believe in competition. We'll compete with China. We don't necessarily need to have conflict, but we can't compete. So there were parts of it that I actually were reminiscent of Trump. Uh, the difference is he's when he talks, he's a little more palatable to most people, according to approval ratings. Uh, but then there's things that I just don't agree with. Where, For instance, the $15 federal minimum age. I don't agree with it. I don't necessarily agree with, like we talked about, taxing corporations higher. So What anyway. did you agree with yesterday? With uh, Biden, yeah, I agree with the jobs, 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 especially with the climate and electric but, but, vehicles. What, and but what did he mean by jobs, 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 jobs? He said, "quote unquote, ninety percent of jobs that he's creating won't require a college degree. Seventy-five percent of associate's degree, exactly." Yeah. So, again, I do believe his heart is in the right place. But do you know what that means, though? Do you know interpretation of jobs, jobs, jobs? You know what he's saying? Tell me. What he's saying is the government's going to create those jobs, yeah, jobs, 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 jobs. <laughs> what he's saying is give us the money, we'll create the jobs. Don't trust the entrepreneurs. They don't know how to create jobs. That's interpretation. The interpretation to me is $1.9 trillion for COVID. We already spent it. We have to pay for it. Yep. $2.65 trillion is the infrastructure. Some say 2.32, some say 2.65. Let's just say it's a $2.3, $2.5 trillion infrastructure. $1.8 trillion families plan. It's about a 6.35, 6 to $6.35 trillion infrastructure we're going to talk about, right? How are you going to make that money back? Where from? Where from are you going to collect all these taxes? Taxing the rich. Where? Uh, you're taxing, taxing, you're going to tax, you think the rich have $6.35 trillion to pay <laughs> no, you in taxes? No, no, no. Even if you tax them 100%. Even if you taxed all the rich people in America 100%, you still wouldn't. No. If you took everything the rich people have, you still don't have, to, don't have the money to pay for that. So how are you going to pay for it? I'm talking you go take all the money away from Bezos, take all the money away from Gates, take all the money away from Zuck, take all the money away from Musk, take all the money away from Ellison, take everybody's money away. You still cannot pay for this $6.35 trillion. That's a lot of money. So how are you planning on paying for it? That's why Vast. I said his math is not in the right place. But, but what I'm asking you is what did you agree with? So maybe what you're saying, excuse me, maybe what you're saying is you agree with doing something to improve education. Fine. Maybe you're saying, let's do something to create jobs. Fine. Maybe you're saying, let's do something to advance the economy. Fine. But you don't agree with that being done by the government rather than free enterprise. Because 
Historically, who has been better at creating jobs? Historically, no one competes. Entrepreneur. No all, one compares. All day. No one compares. Historically, who has provided better customer service? The free enterprise jobs or government jobs? Not the free DMV. You sure? Not, not, not the freaking okay. DMV. Not, not the VA. No. Historically, <laughs> not the who, VA. who historically cares about hitting deadlines? Entrepreneurs yes. or free enterprise, oh, yes. private or, yes. or more the government? Entrepreneurs. Historically, I'm with you on this, PPD. But, I'm with you. But what I'm going with you is the message can sound very good, but it's cryptic if you don't pay attention yeah. to it. It can sound very good. I can get up there and say I love you guys so much and all this stuff, but it's cryptic. It's not necessarily... The right thing, uh, the right approach to take to help advance the economy. Everybody's saying it's been a crisis. It's been a crisis. You keep saying it's a crisis. Okay, let's say it is a crisis. For whom? Who has it been a crisis for? Don't say it's a crisis. Who has it been a crisis for? Specifically, Specifically the, the, the working poor, the, the people who have to actually show up. And who work do they work jobs? for? Who gives them a job? Corporations. Who, what kind of right. what kind? The working poor work for who? Small businesses. Sixty-five percent of yeah. jobs in America, give or take. Okay, they some say forty-nine percent, some say sixty-five percent. More than half the jobs in America that people have, they work for small businesses. So who for whom did the crisis affect the most? Small businesses. Yeah. Why are you hurting them? Yep. You're hurting them the most. So unless if you're going to give a hundred percent of people a government job, which that's a communistic regime. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. The only place where 100% of people work for the government is under a communistic regime, mm -hmm. okay? In a government where, you know, 90% of people are working for free enterprise, that's a free mm -hmm. enterprise, free market, capitalism mm -hmm. type of regime, mm -hmm. right, where you go out there and compete. So you heard restaurants, you heard small businesses, they were the ones that took the biggest hit with the crisis, and now you're hurting even more. Again, yeah. remember, corporations don't pay more taxes, they simply pass that down to the people that are working for them that they can no longer afford to pay or they raise the prices in what they're selling. The customers. Matt. Yeah, he even said a comment about unions created middle America in America. Yeah, I saw that. What the he heck said, is union? He said, he said, he said Wall Street didn't excited. build America, union. middle class did, and the unions union. built the middle class. What? Go ahead, go ahead. Probably the only thing I really agreed with is him because I'm a big first two guy. Uh, he says, Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President, no president ever said those words at a point. It's about time. I'm a big first yeah, two Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was awesome. Yeah. What a, what a great reality. Yeah. The first to do something. Yeah. No, first to have a, a woman. woman vice president yeah. and, and Madam Speaker. That was the first thing he said. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That, was, that was a very cool thing. Uh, you know, when, when I'm thinking about, uh, you know, all the things that are out for free, out for free, out for free. Let me, you know, I, I, I was on uh, Fox talking about um, uh, free college, the American College Act. And uh, uh, how much we value things that we pay for versus things that we get for free. For example, I come down to Florida, I got a rental car. You think I'm taking care of this rental car? I mean, of course, because I don't want to have it dinged or anything like that. I got to return it with full of gas. But before I turn it in, I'm not trying to throw out all the trash that I accumulated in this car. I'm not trying to vacuum it. I'm not trying to change the oil and, and wash it before I turn it in a rental car. So in other words, what I'm saying is we don't value things that we don't own. We don't value things that we don't pay a price mm -hmm. for. There's no skin in the game. And we're trying to give these kids, you know, free you know, junior college for two years, you know, for, for those making less than $110,000 a year. You know, in the military, we call that you got to serve our country first, and then we'll give you free college. Yeah. You want to serve our country for four years? Great. We'll give you $20,000, $50,000 for college. And guess what? Those that do that, they tend to value that education a whole lot more than people that tend to get it for free. And, and, and so when trying to give away all these different free things, you know, I wonder what the proper stewardship or appreciation of that for our country would be. And my social experience has been, imagine if we had our kids graduating high school, 
imagine a weird social experiment. We say, listen, if you want some free stuff, consider working for the government for minimum wage. Consider working for this uh, organization, uh, Peace Corps, uh, uh, American Bible Society, some form of big major nonprofit, American Cancer Society, and then we'll consider giving you free college. But until then, no, nothing for free. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was the greatest free handout speech of all time. If you want to, <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. Speech. It was the greatest uh, <laughs> uh, handout speech of all time. That's just what you got to call it. Everything was given away, and people who want that, they loved it. People who want to be left alone and go out there and work, don't like that. It's that simple of a, you know, uh, messaging. And those who work for the government who want to get reelected are sitting there saying, "Oh my gosh, we got people convinced they need us. That means I'm going to get reelected next four years to be whatever my job is." Anyways, I wish we had another hour to go through this because we have a lot more topics to cover. Maybe we'll do it on Thursday. Today is Thursday. Is today yeah. Thursday. Or Thursday is Thursday. Oh yeah. My God, yeah. Are you you got close out tomorrow, Peabody. Yeah, yeah. Weird yeah. Week. Yes. Oh my, you're right. Yesterday, what you were saying, it doesn't feel like a Thursday today. <laughs> Such a weird day it is. Anyways, have a great day, everybody. People are just starting to come out right now because of the timing that we have. Uh, uh, wish we had more time with you we will do it again next tuesday again uh, if you haven't subscribed do so as we get this channel to get bigger we're going to do more i'll go from two to three times eventually four or five times but this is not big enough of a platform yet for us to do five times a week the argument doesn't yet make sense for me to go out there and do this five times a week i'd love to we're not there yet if you like our content subscribe to the channel and press that thumbs up button having said that take care everybody bye-bye bye-bye bye-bye